And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. And I'm Brent. And I'm James. Yeah, you are. That's right. <laughs> hey, James, are you excited that Luke's back? Yes. High five, dude. I'm excited to be back. Who do you think missed Luke more, you or our followers on Twitter? Me. Well, that's, that's I fair. really I think that's probably true, I but ask, you actually know him. Yeah. <laughs> I asked before every podcast, is Luke going to be back? <laughs> it's true. Well, I'm I'm really excited to see you, James. I've been listening, and I'll tell you what, uh, you really make this podcast special. You make it different. Dude, James, we got people asking for a James-only pod. Huh? Yeah. What would you talk about? We gotta break your open. We gotta break your fifteen minutes into like its own segment. I don't know. I think your grandma would really appreciate that. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. We're gonna make you internet famous. and others I've met in my professional life who like have to. Yeah, I just listen until James is done. <laughs> um. So James, you got to be in the parade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw you, dude. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, we ran out of stuff to give away, like, not even halfway through. Mm-hmm. And so we were just trying to find random stuff that we could give away. <laughs> you were just trying to find random stuff? What'd you give away? Like like your, like your a baseball hat? No. What, what were some of the random things you were giving away? Um, Did you, like, find sticks on the ground and hand them out to kids? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We tried to give away some bags that had bracelets in them, but the, there was no more bracelets, so there was just bags. So you gave people <laughs> bags. Here's the bag. <laughs> um, what was on the float you were on? Um, pretty much the great... Well, um, there was, like... A goalpost, a little goalpost with 37 on it. Yes. 37 balloons, then the Great Divine Trophy. I was going to say, we had to bury the lead. <laughs> the Great Divine Trophy was on <laughs> <laughs> He was building. He was building to the Great Divide Trophy. But the hand, the homemade goalposts were pretty cool, too. I mean, there was yeah. a goalpost. You know, we kind of did some things. A taped chair to the ground. Yeah, that, um, that trophy's pretty heavy. So mm-hmm. you were personally responsible for the Great Divide Trophy during yeah. the parade? We had to make sure that it didn't fall. Oh, man. And did you have to help make sure it got back into by the locker room before the game? No. No. You guys didn't carry it around like the O-line does after the brawl? <laughs> Do you know what would be fun, James, is if you and maybe a couple of buddies wrote a uh, like a short movie, but it was a heist movie about stealing the brawl of the wild, <laughs> the Great Divide Trophy. <laughs> Just a good little, yeah, you know, a little short fiction. Next thing you know, the someone um, reaches out to Monty like, "You should do a uh, Monty about stealing the Great Divide Trophy." Next thing you know, Grizz game, boom. Well, the Grizz aren't gonna have to steal it. It's cool. Gonna- <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. James, anything else? Mm-mm. No. We're watching no? The, the Niners try their best to lose to the Broncos right now. <laughs> Monday night or Sunday night football. <laughs> Brutal. Um, Brutal. Do we, James, do you want to get your picks in real quick? Mm-hmm. Especially while we're at commercial break here. Have you had some time to research? Last week we kind of caught you off guard with all these tough matchups. You ready? 
Yep. This first one's a tough one. Eastern Washington goes to Florida. Put James, <laughs> down. Put James down for Eastern Washington? No. No. Florida. Uh, Northern Arizona goes to Portland State. Ooh. What do you think? NAU has beat. NAU is 1 and 3. Portland State is 0 and 3. Probably NAU. NAU? Sac State goes to Cal Poly. Sac State. Northern Colorado goes to Idaho. 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 UC Davis goes to Bozeman to play the Cats. Cats. Cats, even with their health issues at quarterback and other spots. Okay. Wait, other spots? We had a couple other guys get dinged up. They're on their four-string right back. Yeah. This is a 8.15 p.m. start. Am I reading that right? Yeah, because it's on ESPNU. Because there's a oh couple games in the ESPN, in the in the TV deal that... So it's like the Grizz-Sac State game is on ESPN2, I think. Yeah. This yeah. one's yeah. on ESPNU. That's going to be a pretty fun game. Like, you know. Yeah, I, I would enjoy it. But man, you know, if it's a boring game... Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> if it's like a blowout or if it's just a super low-scoring game... Um, that's going to get, you know, it's like 11.30 at night. You're just sitting in that stadium and you're midway through the third quarter or something. <laughs> but, I mean, we've filled this time slot before when Eastern, when the Grizz That's played true. Eastern last year. Playoffs. The yep. Sac State game in a couple weeks for the Grizz is going to fill that time slot, mm-hmm. too. That's true. So, I mean, they're That's trying true. to, you know, yep. get some excitement. All right, James, last one. Grizz go to Idaho State. Grizz. Grizz. All right. Juice. There we go. Check, check. We got it's ten to five San Francisco, but our great fullback uh, used check just, just had a big catch. Just had a great catch, tapped his toes. So I got three Niners fans in this room here. We're all watching TV, watching this ten to five bar under. <laughs> <laughs> James, when we were Jimmy so G you're, and gonna, you're gonna bring the TV up so we can watch this, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah got it going. Perfect. All right, um, do we have any more games? Uh, no, that's it. We we, we got a couple of bye weeks, so. That's it for the games. Uh, let me see, James, if we got any questions for you. I thought maybe. Nope. No questions for you this week, dude. All right. I do think that, um, uh, let's see here, Northern Colorado-Idaho game is going to be interesting. It could be. Northern Colorado got oddly lucky in their win, so. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about this a little bit when we'll we catch break up on down because yeah. I got some questions yeah. about that game. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, hey, thanks, Bubba. James, thanks, dude. Good seeing you. Good to see you, brother. Bam. I'm going to just turn your microphone off so you can, uh, you know, celebrate this uh, defensive struggle of a game. Okay. That's good. We're <laughs> muted. Um, so I suppose we can open with. Uh, I don't really know if Portland State is actually better than South Dakota. Oh, you're going to jump right to this? Hey, I can tell you, they're not. And then you see one of our freaking Twitter followers, like, blamed on me. That was so great. Like, he calls you, me you out apologize. on Twitter. He apologized today. But I love, I like, for, like, a minute, like, I just, like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I hopped in there. I was like, man, Mike with another bad take. And then 
of course, you know, it helps when you have access to multiple Twitter accounts. So, you know, certain <clears throat> we can uh, call people out repeatedly with different accounts. But then, uh, but yeah, I, and then it was funny because like it seemed like everyone just assumed it was Mike had the bad take. But no, I it was it was uh, it, it, it was, uh, it was incorrect. Um, Portland State has some has some guys that can make some plays and do some stuff. But I thought I don't know. I expected because I talked about it last week. I thought their defense had like some real playmakers in it, and um, boy, if they did, we sure neutralized the hell out of them because. Uh, really save kind of a flat third quarter. They really didn't can, do anything to stop us. Can I so. throw something out there as a possibility? Yeah. Bruce Barnum's a bad coach. <laughs> what? I mean, like, even if you just said that Portland should have a baseline of talent for yeah. them to pull from, yeah. they should be better than they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he had that one good season when he took over and kind of brought some discipline to yeah. whatever the coach before, Nigel Burton or whatever his name was. Is yep, it was. It? Yeah. Uh, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. Um, and they lost in the playoffs that year, first yeah, game. A ton of transfers, yeah. And yeah. they just haven't been good since. No. And I know they beat the Grizz once. I get that. but yeah. it, I, it, I think they technically beat us twice. I think that the only <laughs> reason anybody in the conference treats them with any respect is because Bobby Howe keeps saying they're good. <laughs> and then guys like Brent just, you know, didn't, suck it in. Didn't he win, like, the best coach in the country in that, yeah, in that one right. year? Like, and it was, like, right. the entire country, not yeah. just the FCS. Um, oh, gosh. I don't know. if he, Did he win that high? I know he won for the Big Sky the year they got to the playoffs, but... I, maybe it wasn't just the entire Big Sky. Maybe it was the entire FCS. I but think, still, like, you just don't win that accidentally, do you? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Bruce Barnum is... Um, this this era of the big skies, uh, Jerome Sowers. Mm. Um, to my knowledge, That's disrespectful to Jerome Sowers. No, no, no. Jerome well, Sowers had a winning career record in the Big Sky Conference, like eighty-seven and seventy-nine. I always, I always associate Jerome with. I always associate Jerome with like six and five, five and six. Like, and I know he he like hit the playoffs. But when has Portland State gone six and five and five and six? See, this is the thing. Like, I think that you all believe. God. When Bobby Houck says they're good, that you're like, oh, they're good, and everybody misremembers history. Would we have a bad rival, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> this is a protected rivalry. Mike. Oh Lord! Did you guys see that his son got in at the end of the game? Of I did. Yeah. And I think that the Portland State players definitely knew him, and uh, they they wanted to hit him. <laughs> Bruce Barnum, first year, nine and three. Hasn't had a winning season. <laughs> really? <since>. See, <laughs> oh I God. told you. Like this is so bad. Three and eight. It zero and eleven. Four and seven. See, five and seven. The, zero and one. Five the and myth six. of Brent Wahlberg is just falling Brent apart Wahlberg? right now. What? <laughs> because all of our fans out there think you're this guy that you know researches everything and knows the numbers, and here it's just being proven that. You, you are such a fraud on oh, no. Portland State. Whoa, such a fraud! Oh, you my know? God, <laughs> crazy. When was the last time pre Barnum? <laughs> okay, pre Barnum, Brent. When was the last time Portland State was good? Have they ever been good? They were good under uh, Tim Walsh, weren't they? They yeah. had a couple of playoff runs. Uh, no, I shouldn't say runs. Appearances. But that was their best. That was their best you know, in the run. No, because under Tim Walsh, were they not? Fully yet in the big sky. No, they and, they made the playoffs with him. Okay, because I thought they had like a year or two where they were like they finished like you know like nine and two, and didn't go because they were either independent. 
or something. I can't. Okay, here I'm. Here's my sense, though. Yeah, is where I'm going with this is is Portland State just one of those places you're not gonna be able to recruit to like they're like pick any conference and you're like why isn't wsu better at basketball and you're like why they should be able to recruit um they have they they compete with oregon and oregon state and u-dub and like all the california schools they have a lot of talent over there but there's a lot more sharks feeding over there too yeah i think that if they had better facilities and like a school that could afford to care they could be dangerous because i think it'd be a good place to attract people to go to school but i mean they don't they play in a high school stadium that's like 20 minutes from portland isn't it like something like that hillsborough yeah yeah. 20 or 30 minutes yeah and so i'm not trying to say portland state is better than they are they clearly looked horrible they played horrible but i'm just wondering if barnum you know, if he was in a better environment, if he if he had taken a different job somewhere, if you know, know, if we would think I, about him differently, because I don't know that he's a bad coach. I think he's in a bad situation. So I think the other thing too, like with Portland, is that I mean, I don't know what their fiscal situation is like now, but they've been a complete mess. Like there were years that Portland State did not have an athletic director; they had a contracted like marketing PR firm handling athletic department business. So, I mean, they just, there was like, so is it this thing like they just, the thought of getting a new coach is just not worth it because there's just no care? I don't know. Um, So I did go back and I looked quickly at Portland State coaches. Nigel Burton, before that, how could you forget Jerry Glanville? Yep. Then Tim Walsh. Tim Walsh was 90 and 68 as a Portland coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, Went to the division, uh, got second round in 12. Actually, that's with Cal Poly. I apologize. So he got because he, he went to Poly and he got in one. So in 2000, he got into the first round and did some uh, Division two stuff when Portland State was D2 back in the 90s. Of course, uh, before Tim Walsh yeah. was Pokey Allen, Pokey Allen had a bunch of D2 visits. And of course, before Pokey Allen was Don Reed. Don Reed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Walsh, like, Walsh was respectable-ish, but just had one trip. I mean, I don't know. Portland, uh, football just football success. They just, I mean, they're playing in a high school stadium and they don't seem to care. In the terms of like, they're not trying to get back to. I always called it PG <clears throat> PG and E Park, but what's it called? Progressive Field or something like that. It's changed its name a few times. They're, the field they used to play in in downtown Portland. I mean, it's just there's, and they just don't seem to care. And so maybe that's it. Barnum is the, he's there. He's not like, getting in trouble. Um, so. Just stick with it, whatever. How long before Barnum becomes like a like a quality control specialist for the Grizz? I know. <laughs> Next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, his son's here. I mean, yeah. I, I can totally see it. I mean, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know. Oh, I should look it up. What he coached before? I don't know. Was he on Burton's staff? Maybe. Yes. Anyway, yes, he was. Um, OC. Yeah. Irrelevant to all of this. Yes, we need another offensive coordinator in the room. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Portland State, not great. No. Not better than South Dakota. Um, amazing how many of the local media just ate hook, line, and sinker. That National because media. Because that's what head Houck coach, said. Head coach of the Montana. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Fumble. 
You get it? No. Well, Sorry. I don't think it was a catch. No, nah, you didn't catch it. Nah, this is a good pod. This is a great pod. We'll <laughs> <watch this program. laughs> okay, right now, if you start the San Francisco game with seven minutes to go in the quarter, the fourth quarter, you'll follow with us. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, let's talk about the game because, frankly, it was a weird game. It was a weird game. It was the weirdest it, game. I their think points I've ever seen. were fluky. Like totally fluky. That first, <clears throat> the first cat for the first touchdown is Bergen didn't feel the kick, and it's like because he's a punt returner, and I think in his mind he was thinking let it bounce, but you can't do that. On it was a angling to the sideline. It took a perfect like hop back. And the Portland State guy just up. jumps up and grabs it, and they get it, and then of course they go score a touchdown. You know, I mean we were lucky he didn't run it in yeah. on the kickoff. I don't think he can advance though, can he? I don't know. No, it's not a muff. He could advance it. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Anyways, though, yeah, I mean. <clears throat> Weird fluke, and then yeah, the touchdown is third and goal, and they do like a, a reverse, right? And mm-hmm. super bizarre stuff. But Grizz answer right back. But yeah, the, the rest are points. Then it's a fourth and what three at midfield, mm-hmm. and it's a lateral to the running back who throws a friggin' lame duck, duck up in the air. But I mean, he got it. Unfortunately, to them. Corbin Walker got you know saw a run and went run, and so. You know, and almost was able to get back and break the ball up. The pass is so bad because uh, the running back throwing the ball got hit. And then the safety, <laughs> you know, the punch just, the snap just bounces off Rohrbach's hands, right? It looked like yeah, that. Yeah, that one. I mean, you know, and credit, Ro- credit Rohrbach, like, he knew it was trouble. So he's like, yeah, get out the back of the end zone, take yep. the safety, don't give him a touchdown. So, um, yeah, I don't know. All their points were fluky. Outside of that, they had, like, no actual – threat save i guess the end of the first half drive which was basically Shashare not having options and running and then getting exhausted from the heat and not being able to play football anymore so yeah, yeah. which is crazy um i loved that the, the grizz came out and had a good response drive <laughs> that was awesome it was yeah that was it seemed like the two moments of the portland scores both times we answered like right away like a a, a the opening drive was it was it was just five yards perfectly or executed couple i think a couple third down conversions um six plays 65 yards yep does so, i mean i'm sorry guys first time on the pod this year <laughs> i know you guys have kind of yeah. discussed this before um it's fine <laughs> most of the people like you better anyway so that's, <laughs> that's not true michael um for i don't know what is this the fourth game in a row now um, we've seen the defense kind of get slashed on in the run game early. Now, to their credit, they they seem to make adjustments yeah. and lock that stuff up. Um, but do you guys do you guys ever get a like a lingering like anxiety? And I know you guys do because because <laughs> <laughs> you've seen the text messages. <laughs> but like, what the heck? Um, yeah, that's it. Seems problematic, and I don't know our. The the one thing I'm I'm imagining is like we're gonna run into a team where it's just not so easy. Oh yeah. To adjust back yeah, to th- those teams are on the horizon. Like I've watched Sack and Weber now. They run the ball very well, and the Cats, despite all their injuries, still run the ball very very well too. And the, all three of those games are on the road, so we're beating up a crap teams that still have little flashes. Now I guess you probably can't be perfect in football all the time, right? Yeah. Like stuff happens. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, we talked about this last week, right? The Indiana State game, their touchdown run, 
the play wasn't called in, the players weren't prepared. It was it was just a big cluster, and the guy takes off and runs. Um, and someone still, even with no communication, one of our I think our defensive end or outside linebacker like had the kid, and then just kind of didn't trail or something coming in from the other side. So it's just like one of these things, you know. Sometimes stuff happens. So um, I don't know. So obviously, with the caveat that that in college QB sack yards count against the rush total, but what do you think the net gained rush yards for Portland State was? It was like 50? No, it was like 80 or something. It was 96. 96? 96. 36 attempts, 96 yards, 2.7 yards carry. Yeah. <clears throat> but it is true. There were moments where it felt like they were running at will, and it felt like that damn QB would just step up every time we'd crash the pocket, yeah. and there'd be space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but so I the, do worry about that, yeah. The times he did that, though, it was mostly like that late second quarter where I think our plan defensively was keep everything in front of you, especially with receivers and passing game. Um, but that QB was, he was a slippery dude. I mean, he was a, he was an okay – like, he's a decent athlete. Like, he could, he could do a few things with his feet. And he's like a sophomore, right? He is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'll see him again for sure. Yeah, as long as it's not a hot day <laughs> or a moderately warm day, or that's not nice. Yeah. That's, that's, after you know today's like what Bills Dolphins game where everyone's like throwing up on the field and cramping up after every play, that was yeah, I mean, that was something. Yeah. So the yeah, I don't know. You know, heat on the field's a different thing. So yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to keep apologizing because I know you have yeah. talked about this, but I haven't had this opportunity. This is great. This is great. How great is Lucas Johnson? Well, I mean, this is a good, it's a good transition because, I mean, like, he was 14 to 14 in the first half. Yeah. Someone pointed out he was actually 15 to 15. Maybe did he complete his first pass? I think he first pass in the second okay, half. I was, yeah. I was just coming so back. So 20 to 26 yeah. for the game, 220 yards, two touchdowns passing. Then he also ran one in, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. ran one in. Yeah, yeah. The first one. And it, he looks so smooth. Now, I'll tell you, he has moments of, like, WTF. Because, like, he had, like, the most flawless first half imaginable. And then the third quarter, he was, like, terrible. The yeah. whole team got, like, 16 yards of offense. Yeah, it was that third quarter was like, gross. <laughs> overthrowing people and just off. We had that. What was it? Was it the first game? Was it Northwestern State? We had, we had, with, like, we had a bad third quarter with them, too, or something, too. I mean, I don't know. Maybe just some... Kind of lulls. I don't know what it is. Coming out of the locker room, getting back up. I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. With respect to previous quarterbacks that we've had. Oh, I'm excited. This dude is different. I, this dude is so good. Uh, and Indiana State, you know, he he just threw some absolute strikes in that game. He, he throws a better too. ball than I thought. Because remember, Wait. I was concerned that his deep ball wasn't. I said this on the pod. Yeah. I was like, I like him short, medium, but I, I really don't. I haven't seen it long. Mm-hmm. I, I just I haven't seen that long ball, that accuracy, that sideline accuracy. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I've seen it now. <laughs> like, he's great. I, I, I uh, <clears throat> it was under influence of some cups of Oktoberfest. <laughs> but I truly believe this. I, well, I need to see more just because I recognize in four games the quality of the opponent we have seen is not <clears throat> is not like we haven't played a great defense, right? We've also dominated these games. We're, we've kicked the crap out of them like, like we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling if we continue on this path, and it's too bad we've only got one season with the guy, I think Lucas Johnson 
as a relevance of a, of a quarterback and importance to the offense is going to move into a conversation among Grizzly QB elite where we will talk about Dave Dickinson, we will talk about Craig Oaks, oh. we will talk about Drew Miller, and we will talk about Lucas Johnson. And I, 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 like, I look at his ability to navigate within the offense and just his decision-making, for the most part, there's some with the running. Yeah, we'll uh, we have that. questions on this, okay. right? But the, the way he executes this offense and runs it and calls the audibles and the RPO out of the pistol, out of the shotgun, under center – um, this this is a different kid. This I mean, and it's like Dalton Sneed is an amazing athlete. I think we'd heard this before at QB Club, right? Didn't Bobby like joke? He's like kind of your dumb dumb QB. Like I tell him to do this and he does it. I think Lucas Johnson, he's not running the show out there. Like we used to say that about Craig Oaks. You'd see Craig Oaks would diagnose defenses, and it would seem like he would be calling audibles and making decisions at the line that you would not see a lot of our FCS QBs do. Yep, I see that in Lucas Johnson, and it's like. I've only seen that with Craig Oaks, Dave Dickinson, Drew Miller, and I believe Brian Ayotte a little bit. And so I was like, well, I, I don't geez. know. It's four games. So maybe I'm getting too crazy here because, like, let's see if he can if he can continue this, like, against Sac, against the Cats, get us in the playoffs with Weber. You're just I'm trying there. to make the Grizz fans forget that you said South Dakota was <laughs> worse than Portland State. Um, he's 76 and 109 for the season. So he's passed about 70%. Yeah. The lowest completion percentage he's had in the game was 60% at Indiana State. 859 yards, 10 passing touchdowns, one interception. I mean. And what's his rushing? Can you That's toggle? pretty good. Yeah, his, I mean, his rushing is. No, maybe is, it's He's got 162 yards net rushing, which yeah. is pretty good. And three touchdowns? At four. Four. Yeah, so he's got 14, 14 total touchdowns. Guys, this is, this this kid is, he's a kid, right? He's like, this man. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is just, this is not like a. QB transfer we've had in here before since Craig Oaks. Uh, bravo to the coaching staff yeah, for, for for getting getting this kid here. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm actually really excited about what it might portend for their ability to get more transfers like this. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it, it's 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 only going to help you would think just because you look at like the FBS drop downs. Like, look at this guy. Yeah. Like, he had so much fun. Yeah. We crushed it. Yeah. He crushed it. Come on. You're not having any fun at your like nine or like nine loss FBS yeah. program. <laughs> I, I, I it has to help. I mean you look at I mean, some of these schools, like there's realms of hype that like North Dakota State brings in O linemen that get drafted in the like second, third, first, fourth rounds of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like there is no stigma about being a, a stud alignment and going to North Dakota State because or versus Minnesota or Iowa or something like that just because you're going to probably have the same opportunities. Um, you look at what Deion Sanders is doing at Jackson. Like they are bringing in five-star athletes like the, with the goal of continuing or succeeding in your career. And you would think if Montana can continue the path they're on, you're going to have more of those same opportunities as well too. Um the fascinating thing, though, is like this coaching staff. This coaching staff likes their transfers, right? But they're not a transfer-heavy team. They really like homegrown. So just oh, having that balance. Got a lot of yeah, we got a lot. But it's just like having the. I think. Do you think if you sat down with Bobby and be like, if you could have, like, perfect world, if you could build a team without transfers, would you do it, or would you want to have a little mix? Do I, I think what he would 
what he would tell you and what you would believe versus what those of us who are in touch with reality might understand. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Art Nude, you need to direct some blows to me. This <laughs> comes back and you I haven't am, understood the terrible takes. I've been kicking his ass in takes this year. <laughs> I mean, for, should, we, should we talk about Mitchell Roberts? He had, no, he had twenty. He had twenty too many yards in the game. <laughs> so, now, so now Mike is cheering for Mitch Roberts to have forty yards in the next game because he's got to hit his number. Not accurate. I'm cheering for Mitch Roberts to have a great game every week, and he's clutch. He's super clutch. He, he had two great catches back to back. That touchdown was right in front of us. I actually, I think his whatever receiving development in the last year. I mean, he is way better this year than he was ever last year. You know. I think some of it's opportunity. Yeah, I just I don't think he had a lot a lot of opportunities. That was wild. Like when we had Sammy on here, I was shocked to hear that his for that Northwestern State game was like his second and third touchdown touchdowns ever. Yeah, and I was like, we've been watching him play since like twenty like twenty twenty nineteen. Like so, it's just I guess I could buy me. opportunity and a better quarterback. Yeah, yeah. But he's looked so good. Oh, he's but he's went up in high pointed balls out of the air, <laughs> yeah. like. And He's went ahead and grabbed. Well, the catch right in front of you guys, Mike. Oh, that great. was like because that was like both of them. The, yeah. the the one that was long, and then actually the touchdown catch was great too. Yeah, but the one in front of us was like he reached out, held it in his hands, and it hit the ground. But he had it in his yeah, hands. Like, just it kept was it a the great catch. Yep. I mean, um, yeah. This receiver core, though, I mean, Malik Flowers had a great catch on that same drive. Similar kind of thing, right? Oh, a little bit of a broken play. Had yep. to kind of spin around. Throw him behind him, yeah. And that was, was that a third down? That might have been a third down even, too. And then... Fonts. 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 Touchdown. Is, he oh, is, my God. He's going to be the guy. Like, that <laughs> guy is good. And you weren't here, but we got a Keelan White touchdown earlier in the season. We did yeah. get a Keelan yeah. White. I saw him in the UC, and I told him. I was yes. like, hey, great catch, Keelan. <laughs> <laughs> um... But Fonts, like you could tell that they trust him, and you could tell that they are giving him opportunities to make plays because he's special. <clears throat> Another, this feels like when Mark Mariani was a sophomore, and all of a sudden he was like getting more and more because like the coaching staff trusted him, and he'd come in because I feel like our starting receivers when Mark was a sophomore was like Ferreter and Palmer. And not, and it was just like Mark was this guy. He just come in, flash, and do this amazing stuff. And it's, and then it was like as the season went on, he just did better and better and better. And it fonts is rapidly ascending. Yep. That that and catch he's a he freshman, had, right? Because he only played four games last freshman. year. Yeah, yeah. redshirt freshman. Or no? Or uh, yeah, How's yeah, redshirt freshman. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he, sorry, he last year was his freshman. freshman. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That even though he's his third year because he was COVID. Then last year's because he and Xavier are high school teammates. High school teammates, right? And their right. quarter, quarterback from high school is QB for Cal Poly. Yeah. Um, that pass, Lucas Johnson. That so that was one that was right down the line for me. So where I sit, it was like a straight line. It was like me, Lucas, Fonts in the corner of the end zone, and it was um, the pass was incredible. The catch was the the whole thing. And then you looked at it from the top, like Fonts release and the corner, just. Didn't know what to do. Fonts is right beyond him. He was still pretty well covered. The corner was carefully stride for stride with him. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. As I'm talking. <laughs> As I'm Who got the ball? The talking, Niners fumbled the, the punt. We're at a minute 42. It's 10-11. There's a big pile. The whole room's looking. Niner ball. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> but Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to get him down the field in the minute 42 to get a field goal. Like, 
Holy mother of the Lord. That oh, reminds that, me, that. who oh, was your turner against the Giants the year before they went to the Super Bowl? With Cadillac Colorado? Williams. Um, was that? No, that was no. in the Super Bowl. He's the guy who fumbled the... Yeah. Um, oh, anyway. Sorry, let's get back to the Grizz <laughs> because this is the Grizz yeah. fan podcast. Oh, so the safety, he literally stepped out of bounds? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, if you're, when you're as attractive as Jimmy Garoppolo, no one's going to remember that. That's a good point. But as Jane pointed out, it was man. actually pretty lucky because he threw a pick six that play. But, you know, he'd already stepped out of the end Hey, zone, so. smart. That is 3D. Yeah. <laughs> 200 <laughs> IQ, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Those good looks get you. Uh, receiver core, another great – I mean, just another great game. Um, lots of multiple targets once again. Um yeah, it is. We were waiting on Malik to take a leap. Yep. You know, and, and he's, I think he's done it. And he's done it yep. for it. sure. But some of it was stepped up. Simpson had a great catch. Came oh, across God. the middle yes. and put it up there. Yeah, the safety Fox. behind him thought he was getting an interception. Suddenly, <laughs> Ryan's, Ryan's there, takes yep. the ball, and gets up the field. Let's see. So, individual. Because I was like, the thing you notice as well about um, this offense and Lucas Johnson. Um, oh, boy. Oh, there's, there's the ball game. Um, <laughs> that sound you hear is James, James hitting the table. The, table. the Niners are breaking our hearts. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different targets catching a pass. I think the Indiana State, we had like 10 or 11. And, I mean, it's just he doesn't lock in on one guy or two guys. And so it's like Mitch had six. Malik had three. Aaron Fonts had four. Cole Grossman had three. Ryan Simpson had the one for 27 yards. Um Two running backs with catches, both for negative yards, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, so it's just like the ability to – the way that this offense and Lucas um, spread around the ball, it's, it's incredible. Uh, it was it was something to see. And just the amount of weapons and the how they're all just making plays too. It's not just one guy just going Superman out there and doing everything. You know, like uh, – so it's, it's fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, Xavier Harris had himself a game. He finally broke finally, one of those. Yeah, broke through it and had a nice 64 yards. That's got to be his longest run of his career, right? It has to be. Definitely, yeah. I, Someone's going to crack what, this. <laughs> Brent, because you are better at like an analysis of the offensive line. Like, what okay. do you, what, Give me I'm your, give me your two cents. Um, it's funny. Uh, I mean, I think they're doing better. I... I they um what uh only two sacks right two sacks given up i think one was early it was one in the third quarter there's like a weird anyways it seems like the o-line has to warm up in each game especially when it comes to like run blocking a little bit and this is like dumb fan analysis from the stands where maybe i'm completely wrong but it just kind of feels like they... Uh, Most of the fans don't realize you're dumb. Well, the rest of us see, do. Well, we're rapidly proving my stupidity on this pod. It only took five Rinse years. never going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> now, who's going to edit the pods now? Uh, are we doing this? Okay, photo up. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, um, not, I mean, these guys are coming along good. This was like... We talked about like Sac State... Had a first-team all-conference defensive end. Um, and I don't even know if he, like, he had a half a tackle for a loss. Like, that was it. Okay, we're doing another one. <laughs> James wasn't Boom. in the photo. Okay, now we got James in here. Twitter branding. There we go. Um, so it's just like, it's just like, like, 
Portland State was supposed to have like studs on the D line, and they they didn't get they didn't. And, so and it was like and then it was it's funny the first quarter I was like, when are we going to be worried about the running game not going? Because like they we were kind of jammed up, and then X rips that sixty four yard runoff, and then after that it kind of seemed easier to run, to run the ball as it got going, you know, and even late. Um, is well, child's coming my in. buddy likes to say you take the football out of people and things get easier <laughs> it gets a lot easier right so I, I i really like what i'm seeing from the o-line i like as well too that um you know especially like the child's reps and stuff that was that was second team o-line that was doing some stuff like that so just there's a lot of good things happening with it i as our biggest worry they've they've not i'm just i'm I'm a little less concerned. But again, it's the same thing. Like these are four teams that we've kicked the absolute crap out of that no one has proven that they are a, an opponent of our quality. So it's like trying to like tamp down the, the mm-hmm. excitement about it cuz it's like let's let's see if these guys do this against Sac State, against Weber State, Montana State. Yeah. And I mean, we do need to allow for the fact like I'm giving you a lot of crap about no, no, saying no. Portland State was good, but I mean, I, I think we need to allow for the fact that Montana is good. Like they're damn good. You know, it, unless teams are really deep or they have a really good game plan, they're going to struggle against Montana if we're hitting on all cylinders. We're and not even hitting on all cylinders. No, I mean, like, it's, it's funny because I think somebody said, and I haven't had a chance to read quite as much, but I think that Barnum said after the game that yeah. we were way better on offense than film showed. And I can believe that because like we've had spurts of great offense and we spread the ball around a lot. But there's no, like we've talked about this, there's no one person on offense that you like scheme for, you know? Right. I mean, we've got three guys that carry the ball regularly. We pass the ball all the way around. Grossman should be one of our biggest targets, and we really haven't found a way to consistently work him in there. Yep. Yeah, if you're a if you're an opposing team, you think, oh, you got to stop the Lucas Johnson RPO, and then after that, like, what's step two? Yeah. Right. Like, who do you who do you focus on? Like, yeah. I don't even know. I mean, and that was last year's Grizz. It was basically don't let don't let the receivers get behind you and let Cam you know knock knock off a, a big pass over you. Keep the running game in front of you, and you're gonna you're gonna contain the offense for the most part, right? Uh, in some of the games, especially the Grizz losses, I guess, especially. Um, and now it's just. Okay, shut down the pass. We're going to run the ball. Shut down the run. We're going to pass the ball. And I mean, that's like these games—the way they've navigated through this. So, ah, it's mm. it's fun. It's really fun to watch. And, and I was I was having this conversation with my dad. I was just I said, you know, because people are like, oh man, these games are boring. This is my sister today. She's like, oh, these games so far are boring. We're just beating the crap out of them. It's like, well, we're supposed to. Well, that second quarter was <laughs> as exciting as I can remember. Short of the Eastern and Montana State games <laughs> yeah. in several years, that like. <laughs> But, but I mean, yeah, you know, it's just it's it's wild because it's just like you know, I, the 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 good the good sign for me especially is we are expected to beat the crap out of all these teams, and we have we haven't had like a game, and hell, we had these in like oh eight oh nine, we had these previous few years where it's like this opponent of ours is crap, we are good, we should kill them, and then we kind of don't. Oh yeah, that's like that's like a staple of Bobby. Unless his teams are really good, yeah. and you know the other thing that that happen is this is the first time we've went 4-0 since Bobby's last season yeah. first time here. Yeah. Yeah. Which and that is, was a pretty good year. You know, and there's been a lot of years where I feel year. like we've had a good 
kind of start the season and to be 4-0, like, that's yeah. pretty good. That's damn good, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, we should talk about the defense because it's <laughs> like we talk about struggling, but it's like Portland State didn't even get 200 yards. 199, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and their their points were crap. And yeah, I mean that sucks. Like we gave up sixteen, but man, they're good. And different guys were getting in. Yeah. What's his name? Dawson got his first interception. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> the uh, Idaho State transfer. Yep, the Idaho State. <laughs> That's right. Um, um, Robbie Houck, now the all time tackle leader, which is we've been saying on the pod. So this was clearly going to happen right about now. Man. Um. Um. Coach Houck is now the second winningest coach in Big Sky history. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Robbie, that was, you know. Plus he scores a touchdown. I know. Touchdown. On that, in the same game. I'm, it's going to be interesting. I would assume we're going to, Montana will have nominated Robbie for the special teams player of the week for the conference, right? Well, special but that's play. a defensive touchdown. It's not a special teams touchdown. No, it's special teams because it was a field goal. See this? I don't think it doesn't count as a return touchdown. I think. I mean, let's look at the box score. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm no. You're probably sure it's a defensive touchdown. It's listed as other yards, although defensive yards on a pick never count, anyways, right? Um, I mean, his lines: two solo tackles, five assisted, seven total. It says it's a blocked field goal return. Is what they count as. I'm reading. This is court on Gokeriz. That's weird. I don't know. It would seem like it, it'll be fascinating. I mean, I'm sure someone at Northern Colorado who was five for five on extra points is going to get it, but um, <laughs> I think uh, yeah, you I mean you're probably right. Yeah, you know, right. But um, that was one of the more incredible special teams plays I've ever seen. Special teams as a whole is kind of funny, like just a complete screw up on the first play of the game. Um, from there, special teams definitely kind of got back on track, right? Our punt return average was like something crazy. What was it? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? <sighs> I got to find it. I think it was because we had two long punt return average. So Montana averaged 32 yards per punt return. And of course, we have Bergen take one in. We have White almost take one in. We have White should have even tackled by number fifty-one, who's oh, the that biggest guy. <laughs> yeah, on the other jerk. team. James did not like number fifty-one. Nobody at that stands like number fifty-one <laughs> that day. We had another long return getting negated by a kind of eh, um, block in the back. Uh, special teams was save one play was most definitely on point uh, for the whole day. I think Rohrbach had a couple more punts right. Um, I don't know. It was just it was bottom lot a whole bunch more wonderful successes all across the board from just team. dominating in every yeah. phase. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, like we opened up, I don't know if I've ever seen like have you ever seen a game with two safeties <laughs> field goal return? No, I think statistically touchdown. so. But a punt return touchdown, it's, like it's just wild. It's got like it if if you told me that was the first time that's ever happened in a collegiate totally football game, I'd believe it. Yeah. Two safeties and a field goal return touchdown. And a so power return touchdown. I, I had to meet someone this morning, um, you know, for one of my other worlds. And um, after that, I just swung by Paradise and had breakfast. And I saw someone I knew there. And she was hosting these two people who, um, <clears throat> they're, they're fellows at a program at the university 
working on workforce development in their home countries. So they're, they're two foreign individuals who've yeah. never attended a U.S. football game until uh, Saturday. And their host isn't the biggest football person. So I was like, well, I hope you enjoyed it. They're like, oh, this is great. And they talked about the stadium and all this stuff. I said, well, you saw something statistically very rare. And I tried to explain, like, the field goal return yeah. touchdown is not a, you know, that just doesn't happen in the two <laughs> safeties. But um, I think they enjoyed it, but I don't know if they were just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> They're just... Okay. Yeah. But you know, yeah. putting on a good mm-hmm. put on a good impression. It's a complicated was, game to yeah. understand. But I mean, I could, you know, if that was your first American football game, and you know, stadium's full, great homecoming crowd, you naysayer. Um, you know, lots of fireworks. It was fun. Like it's I, fun. I it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I saw some helicopter flyover was cool. I actually thought the crowd was great. It was great. Like I didn't. Like I did not. And they were back. They it got felt back like in. they got back in, which They're loud. Was That's especially fun. surprising because the like five minute cannon like was the quietest cannon shoot off I've ever heard. I didn't hear it. Uh, I didn't either. James was pissed. We got in forty seven seconds after the game started. Oh, he was mad at me. <laughs> so <laughs> I think what helped because I did this because I just got to get out to my tailgate spot and make sure everything's up and running. After the Montana touchdown, um, with three minutes to go a lot of people start kind of streaming out of the stadium. And then Portland, right, has the fumble yep. that goes to review. And that takes, like, what? It took a while for them to, like, figure that out. Because yep. I have my phone in my hands, and I'm watching um, I'm watching the game. I'm like, all right, great, fumble. We got the ball back. We're going to be in good shape. And then it's like, wait, 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 wait. Um, and then, nope, not a fumble. And so, like, I think a lot of people got out and had an extra, like, 10 to 15 minutes before the actual halftime started. Mm-hmm. And then for like a lot of us, when you're outside, like your clock's going, your clock's going, you hear the cannon fire. It's like, all right, shut it down, get inside for the most yeah, part. You could be right. And it was just, I think a lot of people, cause you couldn't hear the cannon. Uh, I noticed that at my tailgate spot, like a ton of people just bailed out and got in. And it was the same thing for me. Like I was like, Oh crap. So we got in same kind of thing. It was like two minutes into the game or something like that. And the stadium was much more full than it usually is at the, start of the third quarter or at least when i got in there was lines to get back in it was funny because i I was trying you know we we stayed until the end of the half to watch it and like the people sat next to us one of the younger kids came back he's like did they score again afterward and i was like oh yeah like it was pretty cool actually (laughs) (laughs) i was was on the tailgate because they said you hear the crowd and you hear the louder 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 then boom the cannon fires i'm like i figured they blocked the field goal because at that point the feed went out because everyone you have 25,000 people on their phone. Cell coverage, you know, wasn't great. Uh, I'm trying to refresh Twitter, and it wouldn't do it. And then people, someone comes out, this guy's like, Robbie Houck just ran the ball 99 yards. And it's like, what? So <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Um, speaking of, did you guys see, well, we tweeted out from the pod account, the Kyman reporter who's, whose older brother works for the Washington Post, but they tweeted out um, – he was standing on the M when I think it was Bergen's puck return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the noise just kind of builds. I thought that was really cool. Super cool. Yeah. 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 That was awesome. I mean, to hear that noise from up there, that's, that's wild. Not, ex- I mean, right. It's direct shot, but still, that was such a cool audio. Super court. cool. Um, anything else about the game? Like we had a missed field goal, but I feel a lot better about our kicking game than oh, I did yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Almost. Nico Ramos or Ramos, however we say it, seems to be. Where are we at with Patrick O'Connell? Did he 
What was his stat line? I didn't look he... at it. Patrick O'Connell, seven tackles, half a sack. Yep. Yeah. You can't have three sacks every game, Luke. Marcus <sighs> Marcus had Marcus had two sacks in the game. Um, you know, I think there was kind of again like just all the the interesting, crazy, odd stuff that uh, the safety for for Montana where Alex Gubner completely Just. annihilates the middle of the O-line um, and then wipes out the running back who I thought had the ball. So it's like, oh, my God, Gubner straight up killed this guy. And then you're watching a replay, and the quarterback kept it, and his foot just slipped, and he fell face first on the ground. Yeah, does that get recorded as – does anyone get credited with a safety well, there? Gub well, Gub has a stat of half a sack that him and Pat share, so – but I don't know if that was that one or if that was another like, one. Let's see. I think I think Gubner should so I'm get on, that I'm on the... safety because he scared the shit out of that quarterback <laughs> oh and god. he fell over. Yeah, he was like, "Oh no!" Like, oh my god! There's a 300 pound man running full speed at me. That was wild though. Seeing that because and of course you know we have our gripes about uh, the replay and Grizz Vision and stuff. They showed it once in the camera that the angle that they showed like missed the actual quarterback they just show gub blowing up the running backs i'm like oh my god look at this and then they don't show it again because you know you don't want to see nice plays repeatedly yeah. that'd be weird it's super weird there's jimmy john's ads to do um <laughs> on the play-by-play on the front page of of the game coverage on gorgers.com it just says um safety and on portland state safety it has two guys getting credit for the tackle which is kind of stupid but weird so they they must not give anyone. But I actually look at the replay. I don't think he was getting out of there because the no. it got blown up so much that um, I mean I don't think he was getting out of there anyway. And I I actually think that he slipped because he was like quickly trying to run for his life and yeah he made it, it just didn't work. We call it a business. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get tackled. It's gonna be a safety. You can either get destroyed by somebody or you're gonna just fall on your face and you know. <laughs> Live to keep playing. So one note I read today is that if all the guys on the top 10 tackling list, um, their playoff tackles counted, that Vince Huntsberger would have 466 tackles. Mm. So, Robbie, that's the real record. Like, I don't understand why when they made that change, they couldn't go back retroactively because they've got all the stats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I think... I think you. I I agree. Now I was gonna bring up something with baseball, and it was, it was like the baseball playoff stats are wonky, the all time ones because there hasn't always been an equal number of games. Right. Um, But playoffs are the same way. But I mean, right. But I was gonna say because there's so much variability in the non conference schedule, right? Like you could play southeastern like nobody. Um, or you sure. could play FBS opponents. Right. Like you're, that's going to manipulate some of your all-time stats, and the player has no control over that. But if we're going to count all that stuff, we might as well count playoffs. Well, and you know, the oddities. Robbie got two games in the the spring mm-hmm. season that counted, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's weird. I, we're early enough in the season that I, you know, I don't, yeah, know. I don't care about yeah. that. Yeah. He'll still no, get because Vince Hunsberger probably went to the playoffs every year of his career. Yes, and Robbie hasn't. True. Yeah, I, if Robbie stays healthy, he's gonna get Vince Hunsberger's well, record. Well, so now the next record that he's chasing is Kane Ions, which is the all-time conference 
It's like four ninety eight or something like that. I thought it okay. It's gonna be tough. Is it not quite that high? I don't know. I feel like it's I don't know. Yeah, I think we got a pod question on it too. So but yeah. Well yeah. we don't know everything, guys. Clearly. So, one thing that maybe we need to talk about a little bit is Marcus Knight. Yeah. Like what on earth? I mean, he gets a garbage time touchdown, which I love to see him score. What is going on? Like he's not getting the carries, and it it doesn't feel like it's a Bobby just playing around thing. Like he hasn't looked great. So is he still injured? I don't know. As he did, he put on too much weight, muscle weight. Did it change? You know, I I don't have an answer, but it's weird. Marcus Knight, four touches, five yards. One touchdown. And they tried to throw to him multiple yeah. times. So one like they catch. Tried, they tried to use him yards. different ways. I don't I don't know. I, I, I honestly thought this game would be the welcome back Marcus Knight game. I uh there's a loyal pod. It feels pod. like it's coming. There's like, like a loyal pod listener in every game we try to make like two kind of like bold wild predictions and I as soon as I said it out loud I felt like my number was too high, but I was thinking like twenty total touches for Marcus spread across run and pass and i was like oh god that feels like a lot but i was like oh, no i'm sticking with it and they wound up with five total you know and they they started him he ran the first series in the second half and like, second half yeah you know and he got th- i think three touches that that possession <sighs> yeah um i don't think he's looked as fast as i remember him and i don't know why is it weight is it injury um yeah you know like that's just the eye test, which is obviously super faulty, but he um, he doesn't seem to have the zip he used to have. Yeah. I would definitely trust him on the goal line. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. But I don't know that he's going to be like, I think it's Osmo Xavier. I mean. It's just crazy to say. Like, you would have never thought that. No, no. I mean, because it, it always kind of seemed like, right, it's like Marcus will be back. Marcus will be number one running back. Nick's the change of pace guy. X and Childs will kind of rotate some mop-up duty here and there, but it's like, nope. And credit to Harris. Like, Harris has done the work, and oh he, he looks like a guy to me that could be a leading back in the big sky. Big time, yeah. So, so one thing that I, I thought about a little bit this weekend was um, Elijah Dotson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Northern Colorado. Right? Right. Weird. He, he transfers to Northern Colorado for his seventh year of football. Um <laughs> But I was like, man, I would have loved to get Elijah Dotson. He's been producing. But I'm sure if you're the coaching staff, you're sitting there thinking, we're getting Marcus Knight back. Yeah. He's our all. You know, like, I mean, we, they have Childs, who, frankly, would get a lot of carries in a lot of Big Sky programs. Yeah. Childs is great. Yeah. We like, we're, we're, yeah. went five for 36 at this game. We're all of a sudden yeah. deep at that position when last year we had no depth. Um, yeah. And we've got... Uh, guy redshirting that they're pretty excited about. Oh yeah, um, the, the kid guy from Minnesota. From Minnesota. Yeah, Gil- no, Gilman, Gilman, Mark, something Gil- Gilman. Right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But anyway, I was just I was thinking about Elijah Dotson more than I usually do on weekends, and uh, I was like, man, that would have been a great get. You know, like we yeah. got Dawson from Idaho State. I'm like, if, and I and I'm starting to wonder, like. Do we have like an ambassador to on the on the Grizz team, on each side of the ball, who like, you know, in the bottom bottom of a pile is like, hey bro, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're gonna have a couple spots open on the squad next year, <laughs> like get the hell out of Idaho. <laughs> like, well, frankly, why not? 
Because I don't understand why if you are, and we talked about spot last year, like you're an all-conference lineman sitting at at Northern Colorado, let's say. Yep. Why? Why would you stay? No idea why. I mean, honestly, I would wonder if we kind of have that because you'll you'll notice a lot of times after a Grizz win, after Bobby says, does the handshake with the coach, he usually finds a player. To oh, yeah. The other He's team. gotten a lot more and player friendly I, with the other teams. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the rules about this. So if there's rules where he can't say anything, he probably doesn't. But if there are no rules, he probably catches that, like, you know, that offensive tackle to be like, you could be on this side of the ball next year. <laughs> <laughs> you could be here. Right? Celebra- you could be over there singing with those guys right now. I want to know who the friendliest like guy on our squad is and you just send him around you know what i mean like <laughs> hey what's up man i like the way you play oh my god yeah got a couple graduating seniors <laughs> love to have you at guard love it love it yeah I, there's probably all sorts of i'll bet there's stuff like that that happens i don't know I, who knows I, mean, I don't know the rules probably are. i'm sure the rules are very explicit against it but probably <laughs> You know, and especially with Montana State, and Montana coming up with kind of NIL collectives and yeah. like that, there it it feels like with the way college football is shifting, the more and more there's going to be haves and have-nots, even at the Big Sky, yeah. and it's it's all relative. But it's like you know, I mean, it kind of seems like we're feeling it already a little bit this year, yeah. you know. But yeah, um, so it was great to see Bergen get his first punt return touchdown. Well, like that. Yep. He owed Bobby. I, te- I think I texted that yes. to you guys. That Bergen knew he had to do that. Otherwise, he's going to get murdered at halftime for messing up the uh, kickoff. So, you know, <laughs> work that all out. He'll never make that mistake again, I bet. Um, Andrew Schmidt tweeted that Junior Bergen would be a heavy contributor on every Pac-12 team except for USC. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it was heat of the moment during the game saying that, but just talking about his – Talent and ability. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know that I'm there yet. Yeah. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't really think you say like he would be like doing what he does for us at Oregon right now, but who knows? But I mean, you look at how dynamic um, Solcer was in the return game, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's not even the returner at Texas. I don't even know. He's not doing anything at Texas, is he? Is he getting any reps there? He got some in garbage time in their first game. I know that, but. And I hope he does well, but I mean, like, I, that's a tough. Yeah, but yeah. Bergen's a piece. Like, he's a piece that a smart offensive coach, especially you know, Pac-12 with somebody who's got a lot of offensive talent. Like, yeah, you could you, he could be a piece of a puzzle to do things. I could see that. Oh, for sure. But I don't know that I'm going to go that far. Um, it was great to see why. I, get, so, I mean, I thought the special teams had a really weird day because we had a lot of return yards. Bergen and. Um, Flowers on kickoffs. Yeah, I like having them both out there, but it felt yesterday like there's some communication that needs to be because there was another one where they ended up really close to each other. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, Flowers fielded the kick, but then he only got like 10, 15 yards up because it's kind of a shorter kick. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I mean, <clears throat> hopping ahead, but I, we had a pod question where someone was like, "Why do they have two back there?" Because they're hoping that they'll mess up and Bergen can can yeah. get it. But, like, I don't understand why we don't have, like, Bergen up. Because yeah. what they seem to be doing is doing these, 
they're either trying to hit it in the corners or they're doing these weird short kicks hoping that we just fair catch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Or, I mean, and if it's not Bergen, you know, Keelan White yeah. shows. I don't know. Yeah. It's, but, you know, I stuff. will be yeah. the first to acknowledge that Bobby Houck knows a lot more about special teams than I do. So, <laughs> well, I think the, I mean, I, obviously Bergen, um, and Flowers have like exceptional speed, yeah. agility, you know, acceleration. But because Keelan White, who I don't think is as fast or agile, because Robbie Houck, who definitely isn't, yeah. right? Like, because they can find success returning, yeah. I think it shows you how important it is to coach, like, you know, like blocking and like yeah. the formation. And I just think Bobby's excellent at that. Absolutely. And you could throw back Robbie Houck and he was so smart and patient to allow that wall to set up before yeah. he really hit yeah. hit the juice. You know what I mean? Like didn't we have Garrett Graves take like a couple kickoffs last year? Like yeah. he did okay with it. Or he Robbie did, did a few too, didn't Robbie he? did some punts yeah. because like we had some drops and yeah. Bobby just was like, get him back there. I can trust my son. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think a huge and underrated portion of that is the coaching on the front end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, if you, like, the, you, you watch Bobby Hawk practices and the emphasis and focus on details, um, especially even, you know, you don't want to call special teams little stuff, but, like, I don't know. I've watched practices and camps from... Bob Stitt, Mick Delaney, Robin Flugrad, Bobby Houck, um, and a little bit of Joe Glenn. And I, I've never seen such a technical emphasis on every guy making sure that they do just un- fully understand every little detail of what they need to do. But that's what you get when these all these guys have a COVID year, and so they've been in college for 30 years. But, so, yeah, yeah you're but, able to but focus like, we've seen it before. I mean, yeah, so... Um, no, yeah, it's 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 impressive, and it's paying off. Mm-hmm. And it was like we've talked about this in years before, but it felt like to me, Bob Stitt in practice on offense, especially, felt like if you run offensive plays and drills long enough, everybody will have seen everything, so they know how to be prepared for everything. And Bobby Houck's really seemed like if you're first team, second team, or third team, you're going to run all the same stuff. You're going to do all the same things. You're going to get presented everything up front repeatedly over and over and over, and it's going to get drilled in your head. And if you're going to use it, great. If you never get the chance to, you still know need, know what you need to do. And so, you know, the results are on the field and in the box score and in, in, in the records. So it's working out great. It's awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Anything else, guys, from this game? I think we're good. All right. Good. Um, let's talk about the rest of the big sky. Do you have the scores pulled up? Got them up. Do you want to hop in the one you want to talk about right away? Um, Northern Colorado. Oh, my God. 35. Well, I, credit to me, though. I did pick Northern Colorado. <laughs> we will give credit to you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so this game was tied 14-14. And then Northern Colorado, they had this like weird, like, Northern Colorado scores a touchdown. And then they have a punt return touchdown, and then they have a pick six or a scoop and score. And it's like in five minutes, like boom, 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 it's 35-14. So somehow McCaffrey won the uh, QB competition in practice this week because Sermon didn't play. I wonder if Sermon got knocked out. I don't know. Weird. Um, 23 for 28. So is Idaho State a trap game now? 
Because they're clearly the worst team in the Big Sky. They're, they are absolutely the worst team in the Big Sky. No, they're not. It's trap. not a trap game because they're so bad. They are bad. They are they are a very bad football team. And they are beat to hell already. Like They've I feel lost a lot of guys. You have to have striking ability to be a trap game. I don't think they've got things. You know, we've had challenges playing at Idaho State before, but I just don't think that this is – I just don't see it. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about Idaho State down the road. But 2009, we had to kick a field goal right at the yeah. end to beat yeah. a winless Idaho State team. And, but and we, are just, we are doing wrap-ups, so we should be talking about yeah. Idaho State and Northern Colorado. So, yeah, Northern Colorado gets their first – what uh, gets their first conference win? They're now two, two and, and two, two on the season, and that one weird beat writer for the Northern Colorado guys who also they writes back. for a national college sports journal is going to think that Northern Colorado is the best team in the conference. So, but that one I think for someone could be a trap game. I mean, Northern Colorado goes to Idaho. I don't think I'm going to pick Northern Colorado, but um, I, you know, I I, just, I don't know what to think about Idaho right now. So, um, yeah. So speaking of Idaho, they beat Northern Arizona twenty-seven to ten in in NAU in NAU, and I think they pretty much like especially defensively just kind of totally snuffed yep. them out. And NAU's win over Stephen F. Austin's looking more and more blah because yeah. Stephen F. Austin just like barely beat a D two transition team. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So I don't know what the hell's going on with them. Yeah, Idaho held NAU to fifty-two yards rushing, <laughs> wow, without any points in the second half. Yep, solid game. Um, okay, Montana State. Hangs on. Beats Eastern Washington 38-35. Controversy at the end. I've not seen this, save some text messages with video, but there's like a catch, fumble, non-catch, catch something that gets overturned a couple times or something weird. Did you guys see it? I didn't see it, no. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, Tommy Mallott gets knocked out of the game. Yep. Backup QB. Um, Chambers, is that his name? Chambers, yeah. Comes in and runs for... 28 yards and two touchdowns on they 28 seem to be carries. Similar guys, they don't seem to be able to pass, but they seem to be huge run threats. Yeah, so they they rushed for over 300 yards. They, like you talk about teams that make me nervous. Yeah, like, and they're running him. They they yeah. they run hard. And I think the, I mean the, the odd. I mean it it was it, that game. I guess seemed like maybe it was a weekend for weird games, right? I don't think a lot of people, even though MSU kind of got smoked pretty good by Oregon State. Um, everyone was kind of talking how Eastern lost so much talent and is kind of revamping, regrowing, redeveloping, and that they're not going to be that great of a team. And they kind of, you know, they're they're uh, now one and two. And I think right in one of their losses, like it was just, I don't know, they just kind of didn't look the best. So it's like I don't, this Eastern team is not like prior Eastern teams. And they battled the whole way through and had leads for stretches and so I think yeah what's interesting is that was kind of like a eastern MSU game of like early in the Chode era before he started to get the defense going yeah neither of those teams appear to have very good defense which surprises me for the Cats I mean Cat fans are coming out saying that this defense is so far not living up to the expectations that they thought they had but they lost a lot of, I mean, Troy Anderson's in the NFL. Um, they've got they have a handful of guys on both sides of the ball that are now NFL contributors. So um, they're not reloading, at least not early. So, but they got the one. They got the win. They're three and one. 
So they'll they're gonna have some interesting challenges ahead for them. But I don't know, survive in advance. I, I, I still guess. think they're all playoff team. Absolutely, yeah. But interesting. And Eastern, I mean, their season's going exactly like we thought it would. Yeah, and they'll be one and three after Florida. Yep. Yeah, so it's just not going to get and any then, easier. What do they go to Weber, maybe? Like something it, like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sac State boat raced FBS. Which Colorado you called State. the win. You didn't think it'd be that. I didn't think you called the thirty-one win. point win. How bad is the Mountain West? Oh, Awful. God. Awful. How many? Um, how many like wins do you think the the Cats and Grizz get in the Mountain West? Four? Five? Oh, I think they're over 500. So, I think they're 500. This is interesting. So I'd always... This year? I'd always had like this belief of a friend of mine, JR, who said, you know, like the, a, a Grizz team, a Big Sky team can beat a Mountain West school, but they probably could not survive the length of the conference where it's like, okay, like we beat Colorado State, but then we had to play Air Force, and then we had to play Boise, and then we yeah. had to play Wyoming, and it's like, it's just boom, boom, boom. Like our teams aren't built for it. But this Mountain West this year is <laughs> awful. UNLV is the best team in the conference. UNLV, like perpetually awful UNLV. San Jose State is second in the conference, who should have lost to Portland State. Mm-hmm. Like who Portland, we just who we just smoked. So it's like I don't know like the continual argument, but so then <sighs> it makes you wonder because it's like there was a little a small debate in the Big the Sky um, yeah. podcast. Uh, Twitter thread yeah. today um, about the power rankings and yeah. how you know Brian Morso thinks the Grizz are the third best team in the Big Sky Conference because he's he's suffering from um, because Weber FCS yeah. blogger seasonal symptom where at some point <laughs> in every year all these guys overthink things and get too cute. Yes. But both Weber and Sac State have these big wins over Mountain West teams. Garbage Mountain West teams. <laughs> They're terrible. Like, would <laughs> Colorado State would lose to Montana, Montana State, Weaver State, Sac State, Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington would score a million points. Yeah. That's five Big Sky teams. Maybe UC Davis. I don't know. I don't go there yet. Uh, maybe. Maybe a tight one. We're going to talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. And Utah State, I don't, they're not that much better. No. So, Yeah. Uh, okay, so speaking of UC Davis, tight game, but they lose to Weber State 17-12. to I watched a little bit of this because it was the later game. As the UC, uh, USC-Oregon State game was low scoring but far more entertaining than this one. Um, Weber has tremendous speed and skill in their defense. They've usually almost always had that. They displayed it. Uh, UC Davis in my opinion, had moments that they could do some things and they just didn't. And then their final, because they had, oh, I can't remember if it was a turnover, a punt return. Like they were going into the Weber red zone near the end of the game and they just wouldn't go upfield. And it just completely just screwed up a chance to win the game late. Um, so it was a little interesting. It, it you know, Sometimes conference road games against other teams that are expected to be pretty good uh, can be a challenge, and it was a bit of a challenge for Weaver. Credit them. They came out. They got the win. So they're, you know, 4-0. But, yeah. I was actually super impressed by Weaver here because they, they gave up 400-plus yards of offense 
they turned the ball over three times yeah. and still came out with the win. Yeah. Like, that's some that's They some gave up 400 yards of offense to... One and three UC Davis. One and three UC Davis, who struggled. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that we were... Maybe got exposed a little bit this game. I might have. We'll see. What are they... They're ranked in the top 15, right? Oh, they're ranked we in the top five, aren't they? The, I, five, six, or seven? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Depending on the poll. Okay. Both Weaver and Sa- So, top 10, I think, kind of, as it's appearing, the, the top four teams in the conference are all in the top 10. If my memory serves correct. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And... Because the Big Sky does yeah. seem especially strong this year to me. But. It seems like four of the teams are pretty strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. That's around the Big Sky. It, there were a few buys this week, too, it felt like. Yeah, Cal Poly. Yeah. And um, somebody else. And some buys next week. So the Grizzle beat five games in their season, then we have the buy, right? That's correct. So that's we've got not a this. bad place to be. Yep. So that's, uh, we, we had to Pocatello, then we got the week off, and then we host Idaho. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Pocatello. James's football game on Sunday is not until three. So, like, should we road trip to that game? Pokey? No. It's no. not that far. Is it, can anybody get a sideline passes? <laughs> Cogris.com slash QB club. Um, it's great. They hit their 500th member. Um, I actually got some feedback from somebody this week at a different type of fundraiser that I was at. It's like, hey, I have some QB club ideas. And I said, well, shoot them my way and I'll nice. share them. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Someone's got to go to that game. It won't be the Pocatello <laughs> folks. I mean, it's a few hours shorter than Salt Lake. So, you know. Yeah. I've been to like two games there and both were just awful awful games and I the 2009 was the last one uh-huh. where we had to kick that field goal at the end and I was just like I'm never coming back here like it's me it's you, not the grace it's me like if I am in proclamations and then we don't get to do fun things do you guys remember that movie Celtic Pride mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen it it sounds familiar I feel like it's Damon Wayans um, Marv from Home Alone yeah okay um, Marv and from Home Alone and Someone else kidnapped Damon Wayans, who's like an MVP in Mm -hmm. the league. He plays for the Celtics. But I remember there's a scene in Celtic Pride, our diehard fans, sports fans will know this movie, where there's this guy who's perpetually cursed. Whenever he he shows up to the games late, whenever he comes in, the Celtics start tanking and the whole section boos this guy and like (laughs) throws popcorn and beers at him until he just leaves. That's me in Pocatello. In Pocatello. That's me. Yeah. As you get popcorn and beer thrown at you in Pocatello, we should go so that we can see it. They can't throw beer because it's... Not sold in there. Not sold <gasps> in a oh, large yeah. vicinity there. Well, interesting. Um, so a little trivia. We'll just, we can get moving into the Idaho State game. Well, we can or do that or we can pick the big sky real quick first. Okay, let's, you can, let's, yeah. let's, let's pick the big sky. Here, me, nobody wants to do that after we talk about the Grizz game. People it's are a lot dying to hear about Idaho State. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Let me pull it back up. How bad did did uh, the Raiders look today? Yeah. <laughs> we still got the TV gone. Yeah. Anyway. As a Packer fan, it, it bums me out to see Devontae Adams because um, I really like the guy. I understand uh, he wanted to play with his college teammate. Um Derek Carr is an above-average quarterback, and I had the red zone channel on through most of the day, and I'd watch the Raiders get into the red zone, and you don't throw to 
one of the one or two best wide receivers in the National Football League, and instead you're getting picked in the end zone and you're you're chucking up. I just I don't get it. I don't bad. get it. Lots so bad. yeah, um, yeah. See, it takes there. You go. It takes a trick play for Derek Carr to throw anyway, it to Devontae. Let's focus Anyways. on the stuff here. Okay, Eastern Washington goes to Florida. Florida. Yeah, I think Florida's going to win <laughs> yeah. that game. Florida's going to hold on. This is a uh, delay from COVID. It got canceled. Oh, yep. okay. This is so a money. cut us $500,000 to keep our program alive. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Check. I think it's closer to seven probably, but yeah. damn. NAU goes to Portland? Uh, uh, gosh. Do we give... How, much, a, how many, how many I points bet, does home field advantage I bet Portland you? State will win that game. Um I'm, I'm, Only because I feel like they'll be able to put together a little bit more on offense. From what I've seen from NAU, they just look bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say it's a good thing they ran Jerome Sowers out of town. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can hire Barney. In I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I'd say Portland State as well. But I, it's it's in Portland State. Yes, I'll pick Portland State. Big home field advantage at the Hillsboro Big County Stadium. They might even have a high school marching in there this week. Yeah, hey. And we, we're sure their quarterback just had like... He came back in the game. So, so okay. there were uh, two people that had t-shirts on that said that had Shashare last name on. And I was driving out of the tailgates. And I, I saw him. I saw him actually before, but it was I was driving in. So just and so I rolled down my window and I was like, Shashare. And they like turned around and I was like, is he okay? And they're like, yeah, he just... The heat, where he's having problems with it, and we just, you know, it's just, they're like, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. So I was like, all right, you know, thanks for coming. You suck. No, I'm kidding. I didn't say <laughs> no, no, I don't say that. But, and so, you know, wish them the best, and off they went. So that's what they said, heat-related issues. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Sac State goes to Cal Poly. Cal Poly had a week off. Yeah, Sac State's <laughs> Uh Here we go. Northern Colorado. Goes to Idaho. Idaho's going to win that game. <laughs> like, this is the... Th- it's like... This is... You've become way more susceptible to other people's bad takes. Yeah. But it's like the you, Northern Colorado fans. I'm you. not picking Northern Colorado. You know, it's like they're all, like, excited because they beat two shitty football teams the last two weeks. Idaho is something above a shitty football team. So. Yes. Yes, they are. Idaho will win the game. Yep. What do you think, Luke? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Idaho won up, right? They're at home. You got to give some deference there. Yep. UC Davis, light kick, Montana State. It's in Montana State's going to win that game. I don't think Davis has enough offense. Now, the question is: if, Is Montana State's defense is terrible? Maybe they do, but I don't see it. I really want to pick UC Davis. But the 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 one thing going there is that Tommy's kind of been exposed a little bit as a passer. And if he can't go, the other guy seems to be a little bit more the same. So it's like, I mean, I think Davis's defense is better than Eastern's. There's a recipe, yeah. I mean, there's a recipe to, you know, take advantage of that. But nah, it's Cap, in Bozeman, like a night TV game. Night oh, TV game. That that crowd's gonna be rowdy. It could be something where it's like start of the fourth quarter and it's a ten point cap and, lead, and you're you like, know, oh, maybe Davis can there. hang around. Credit to Montana State for having their second early season night football game. Nice. Amazing. Wow. So weird. And I you bet you it's going to be pretty full, too. Let's see what the attendance is. Yeah. Real quick, who do you guys think wins between Eastern and UC Davis? In a, game. In a hypothetical game? Yeah. I think Eastern. 
But I could be underselling UC Davis. Like everybody else kind of thinks that UC Davis has just had a rough go, but they're better than one and three. Yeah. So, but I think Eastern wins that game. I mean, UC Davis's three losses are Weber, um, Cal, and a two point loss to South Dakota State. And their one win is just smoking San Diego, who's not good. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Cats are going to win. Yeah, I think the Cats are going to win, too. We're in agreement here all the way through. Well, f- uh, well not yet. Montana <laughs> goes to Idaho State. <laughs> well, Wait, is Brent going or not? <laughs> Let's talk about this game. Some ISU fans will kidnap me and I drag mean, me to the stadium. What is like? Tell us about Idaho State. Like, They've got 52 new players on their team. I Mike, know that. I'm glad you asked. 52? Yeah, because new coach, 52 new players. Yeah. What? Yeah. But why... None of them stayed? Not really. No. I mean, and the few that did stay, like their quarterback, Tyler Vanderwall, who's been there for what seems like forever, uh, hurt the same shoulder that he hurt last year that caused him to miss the whole season. And So all the players that stayed because they needed a degree are faking injuries so they don't <laughs> oh have to God. play. They just need a prestigious degree from the Idaho State University. Oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't shit on them. There may be a great school. Who knows? Um, the oldest active dome in the United States is the Holt Arena. There's only one dome that's still standing that is older. And that is the Astrodome, but the Astrodome has not actually hosted sport but, events. But like, it's it's not like. Like in antiquity, the domes no, shouldn't God, be in antiquity. It's like they don't have the money to, to build another one. This isn't the Coliseum, yeah. right? Like it's like, the yeah. historical halter. Yeah, we're like holding on. It's <laughs> they upgraded a little bit, right? new chairs. And- so yeah, uh, new field coming next year. A millions, a multi-million dollar project. I don't. The details well, the, are like the turf is over a million bucks. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You can buy those crappy plastic bucket chairs for fifty dollars. Take them home. What do we do with them? Take them home. But what are we going to do with them? Well, so an Idaho State, like all 20 of the Idaho State fans. No, like what are we going to do with those chairs? Like this sounds like an opportunity. I don't know. It's interesting. Can we pick them up? Can we turn them into toilets? (laughs) All I know is if we get a big trailer and buy a bunch of them, this sounds like a write-off this weekend. So (laughs) what do we need the chairs for? Let us know, guys. Should we? Or gals. Put it on Twitter. Uh Number, um, every for every ten points, the Grizz win by. We should buy one chair. <laughs> oh lord! Take them to the tailgates. Just what's, have these. What's the spread going to be? Oh, it's going to be over thirty Grizz points. Minus yeah. 30. Portland State was what twenty five and a half. Yeah, that's what it started. I'll I mean, probably be that like thirty two point five, thirty five something. I bet it's not over thirty. You don't think so? Yeah. Twenty eight point five, yeah. something like that. Um. Yeah. So Idaho State is zero and four. They have played UNLV and San Diego State. They got to put to them pretty good there. They had Central Arkansas, who, right, they're FBS-ish, right? They're in that transition phase. So they've technically played three, I guess, FBS schools. Central Arkansas put it to them. And then, of course, we talked about this just a few minutes ago. They played UNC close for three quarters and then had a complete collapse. Um, They are a team. They have one... um, basically one like bright shining beacon on their whole team. And that is their wide receiver number. I think he's number one, Xavier Gullery. Xavier leads the big sky in receiving yards. 
with 377. Huh. Sophomore. Sophomore. 6'3". Who's our emissary? But I mean, <laughs> Who's you know, when you're getting your butt kicked every game, you throw a lot. You throw a lot. And so that's the one thing. So they've so like I said, Tyler Vanderwall is out. So this Hunter Hayes kid who actually played from a bunch last year comes in. Uh, a little bit of a scrambler, you know, throws in their couple games that he started, he's thrown two fifty ish. But yeah, they're both they're both games where they're in a lot of senses behind and so you gotta sling it around there a bit and Mr. Gullery is catching most of these passes. And uh, so it, it seemed kind of odd. When I checked his stats, I saw that he had 377 yards. I was like, God, how is this compared to the conference? And he's number one. Uh, but, I mean, ISU is a bad school. UNLV passed all over him. San Diego State ran all over him. Uh, they've been outgained in three of their four games. Um, only UNC, they outgained UNC, but that's just another – God awful football team as well too. Um, it's just it, it's it's just kind of tough to look at this team and think that this is going to be a tough game unless if it is a perfect storm of just a complete meltdown in all phases of Montana's game that makes Damn. this close. Ford is going to lock down this kid so hard. Yeah. Well, right? well. So what are they going to do? We're going to see what. They're going to do what everyone else is going to do. Like, these coaches weren't hired because they're idiots. They're going to put him in the slot, and they're going to send him up the field and because they're going to want to get Nash or Garrett or Trajan instead of our corners covering this kid. And then they're going to throw him some jump balls, and we'll just see how it goes. And the trick is going to be is Mr. Hunter Hayes has not played our defense yet because we didn't play out of state last year, right? Right, yeah. I guess we played him in 19, but – wasn't the same defense. A little different then, right? You know, so, I mean, he's going to be getting lit up. And uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't. Well, could he, especially being a 6'3 kid going, you know, going up the middle of the field with safety coverage, could he get lucky and pull down a couple? Sure. Why not? Um, is it going to be something where he's the difference maker that, wins them the game i mean i guess anything could happen he's not but... randy moss <laughs> no <laughs> interesting he went he's 6'2 as a freshman 215 yeah. as a sophomore 220 um as i guess as a redshirt freshman 220 okay. yeah now as a redshirt sophomore 197 Ooh, he lost cool. 23 pounds dang cool. and yeah. it wasn't like he was chubby like you know what i'm saying yeah like, yeah interesting huh he put in some work yeah so I mean, right? I, I just—it's hard to imagine with one single statistical threat. I don't even know if like he's like quote unquote good. You know what I'm saying? It's just like he's just—he's he's the guy that they're throwing to. So it's like I can't imagine Montana's going to sit here and be like, Ford needs to shadow this guy. Like when we played Eastern last year, and it was like, okay, we're going to fool you guys, and Ford is going to. Make sure that Limo Jones gets to see him the whole. You know, Limo Jones gets to see Ford the whole way. Um, I just I I can't imagine that happening here. It's going to be stick to the game plan, do what you got to do. Make sure Hunter Hayes has a bad day, and just you know limit the amount of wide open shots that this Gullery kid gets down the field, and you're going to win the day big time too. So yeah, quarterback Hunter Hayes, six foot four, tall kid. Appeared in nine games last year. Yeah. Um, completed 92 passes 
for 1,066 yards, six touchdowns, seven picks. Yeah, and he's I'm three not for three touchdowns, three picks this year so far, I think. I'm not into this kid. No, I mean, he's, I don't know. So far, he's not great. Last year, he wasn't great. This year, his numbers. And again, is it maybe the opponent? You play three FBS schools effectively, but he also didn't really light the world on fire against UNC. I think he he had 250 yards um, and a couple touchdowns, but I think he had another yeah. pick in that game. So it's just, I don't know. He's he's young, too, so I'm, I'm not saying he won't get better, but right yeah. now he hasn't proven anything. And I'm assuming Vanderwall's out. Vanderwall got hurt in the uh, Central Arkansas game, I think it was, and so... And the you know there's there's not a lot of media coming out of Pocatello about <laughs> the uh, Idaho State Bengals, and so it's tough Weird. to say. Yeah, right. So it, it, I I'm just gonna make the assumption because the article I found and read just said it, he injured the same shoulder that cost him all of last season. Um, non, it's uh, not his throwing shoulder though. So who knows? Maybe maybe they trot him out and Vanderwall can sling it a little bit more. But I just don't think he's like going to be some big difference maker. I just, you know, Idaho State is bad in the red zone. They are their punt returner averages negative seven yards per return. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just I don't see anything here where it's like even last week where it's like, oh, this these old things could happen. And again, so like, really, they, I mean, like not yeah. the pressure on the Grizz should shut them out. The Grizz should shut them out. Like they shouldn't score on our defense. Yeah. So I'm sure they will because shutouts are hard. But I'm going to put in a call to my cousin who's a team captain. Josh. Oh, man, I love it. Josh. Man, we got Alfreds all over the place. Josh Alford. The Alford family. <laughs> I think Josh Alford was – they took him to their media day too. I could be wrong. He's Boy, a sophomore. Missed opportunity there for us to go to the media day too. A sophomore team captain. Get cousin pictures. Yeah. Well, he's probably <laughs> – he's like one of the five that stayed on the team from last year so – uh, I don't know if it's him, but they took a corner who had like one interception last year to their media day. Um, yeah, they, uh, you know, you try to find like a, a bright shining light for the team and they had, I think what they're voted to either be last or second last in the conference. They have no players on any of the big sky preseason all conference. Um, so this is definitely, you know, and that's maybe Mike, you, you make a great point. Like, is this the focus where it's like, this is kind of the mental test game for Montana to not kind of fall into the doldrums of like another crap team. Let's not play to our maximum potential, play a little sloppy. You know, maybe we win the game, you know, 52 to 17 or 14, you know, and they get a couple like, yeah, like the Indiana state, right? Like you have just like a little stretch where it's like a little bit of, Oh crap, what's going on before then they like wake up and put them away. This kind of seems like the really good game where it's like you got to buy up ahead of you. Let's just kick the shit out of these guys and then realize we got two weeks off. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have much else to say. I, I, wish, I mean, I, I don't like. I, it, I wish I had some tremendous thing to talk about. I don't no, I, like this is, just if we are, if the Grizz are who we think they are this year, they should kick their butts. They are who we thought yeah, they were. We we really could have shut out Portland State. Had a couple fluky things. Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing that, the only thing that put Portland State yeah. on the board was us. <laughs> yeah. Us, the Grizz, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, they didn't... I mean, it took them to actually execute to get into the end zone. But save the Grizz errors. And we filled that first kickoff. Um, so what are our goals yeah. going into the game, then? Like, do we try to establish the run so that we get it done? Or do we 
just carry on doing more of the same? Like, <clears throat> I, I mean, I'd love to see the Grizz put up 500-plus yards of offense just to kind of show the conference that they can do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would – I'd love to see a shutout. Um, since they put up passing yards, whether they actually are a passing team or not, uh, keep that number low, under 200. And I – I'm going to bet, knowing this coaching staff, they would probably love to have 250-plus on the ground. That's going to be my guess. Like, slow the game down, run the ball a bunch, and maybe then by virtue of that happening, it's a little lower scoring than you think. I would also really love to see Lucas Johnson maybe only have, like, one or two carries. (laughs) Oh, my God, yes. I'd like to see him hand the ball more. Yes, please. (laughs) Just because, like, it feels like a game, again, if the Grizz do what they should do, and Idaho State is crap, like everything shows that they are, we don't need Lucas Johnson out there getting freaking lit up for three quarters. Like he, he didn't get lit up, but he took some shots in that Portland State game. He's taking shots in every game, so it's like let's maybe give him a game where he's not getting knocked around. Send him into the bye week a little less sore, so he can get ready for the second half, which is going to be the much more challenging stretch for Montana. That's my thought. Um, yeah, I'd love to see 250-plus on the ground. But, again, just like Indiana State, maybe just take it where they give it to us, though. Yep. Like, if if they're going to creep up, stack the box, don't want us to run, great. Pass for 300. Just do something. Kill them. Put them away. Quick. Is there a... all works for me. <laughs> I was thinking about you guys mentioning Lucas Johnson only taking maybe a couple hits or having a couple run plays. Yeah. Is there like uh, a point in score, or is it just purely a point in the game, as in time, where you pull your starter? Because like if we're up forty zero at the half, I would have pulled him earlier this game. Like yeah, it it's interesting to me how he keeps him in. He does fourth quarter. Once you get to fourth quarter, that's usually play three quarters. So far, has kind of been what we've seen, right? Mm-hmm. And then they even play a couple series into the fourth, for the most part. Mm-hmm. In a game that was well out of reach. I mean, they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember there was a Oklahoma D2 school that came here, and Delaney, like, pulled the starters in the second quarter. We were up, like, it was, like, 28-3 to three or something, and Delaney, like, pulled the starters in the second quarter. Like, they bust up here from Oklahoma. Yeah, it was something crazy. I mean, that's, I'm not saying that's that, almost. But a I just like that's just popped back to like my you brain. know that team's not coming back. And it's like <laughs> what what good are those reps at some point? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, uh, get through the game as healthy as can be. Put up some good numbers on offense. Achieve some goals on defense where you just absolutely shut these guys down. Oh. That's I mean you know I'm sure that's everybody's goal every single game. But um, I would love to see if. We have the time, ability, and I mean, we talked about this before, but like, is this just another game where Marcus Knight is just quiet? I'd love for him to take off this game. Like, yeah. I would love to see that. It just feels like you've got to get him a game soon where it's like, here's the ball 15 plus times, go. Because, I don't know, like four carries, five yards, you know, six carries, 20 yards. It's just like, come on, what are we doing? And if X is number one running back, great. He's our guy. Let's, like, rock with it. But it's just, it, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I bet I bet he gets a lot of carries. I bet. Oh. 
this would be a great time yeah. to either say break out like yeah. we we think you can yeah. like we know you can um also heading into a bye week so if you get a little dinged up right you can take an extra week to heal but yeah. two the three if he's not the guy he used to be um you preserve a little like uh health in uh x and osmo yep yep so let's get let, let's see what knight's got yep. yep i agree i think it's a great week to do it absolutely totally agree i can't think of anything else to talk about in this game it's it's well it's just it's hard to actually Idaho State's new D coordinator um came to Idaho State after spending seventeen years at Butler Community College. Cool. <coughs> Does anyone know where that's at? Pop Butler quiz. Community College? I don't <laughs> know. I do like that Idaho State on their coaching information site has all their coaches cell phones posted right i know <laughs> actually the grizz the grizz do at least grizz basketball does okay i once texted a grizz basketball coach that's awesome and asked them is this you know you and then they texted back yes i, I see like, that oh no yeah. so i mean questionable decision making <sighs> text all these guys you suck um yeah, Idaho State. That's the game. I just uh, let's just make sure that we just keep things rolling, get into the bye as healthy as can be, and put up some good numbers. Like let's just make this uh, just a good old fashioned ass kicking. It's supposed to be, so let's make sure it is. And so far, they're four, they're four for four on ass kicking. So let's make it five for five. Uh, I want a prediction out of each of you. My prediction is we will have a defensive touchdown. Oh, I know that's not bold, but Wait, what, what was your prediction? We'll have a defensive touchdown. All right. Uh, hmm. Two one hundred yard rushers. I think Fonts goes over a hundred yards. Not QB. Um, and I nice. think Marcus Knight breaks out this game. I feel like the point you're making, Luke, is valid. Like, mm. if they're gonna, if there's a game to kind of get him a bunch of carries and figure out if we're going to be able to rely on him, this is a good game to do that. Great game for it. Totally agree. Yep. So Fonts over 100. Two, one, 200 yard rushers. 200 yard rushers from running backs. From running backs. Defensive wow. touchdown. I actually think all th- three things are possible. And, uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them is Jan Carroll. Garbage time. Just runs all over him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Not cool. saying him, but I, I would love that. That would be cool. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Idaho State. There you have it. I don't have anything else. Questions? Yep. Yeah, we got a lot Let's of questions. Let's do it. We have a lot of questions. You got one of them up, Mike? Or? Nope, I don't have anything up. Man, okay. I mean, I can. Okay. Hold on. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I got you. I don't, I got I don't you. go to Egris, so you got... Okay, well, Twitter. Everyone is, well, rightfully so. I shouldn't complain. Okay. Um. So, D Montana Grizzlies on They're, they're all excited. Egris. They, oh, yeah. This is... The, dunking on me is actually... People enjoy this. God, it feels um, so good. <laughs> there, uh, there's a question of what type of punishment that uh, you feel uh, I should face for my terrible prediction. I'm just going to carry it with me for a long time. I know. <laughs> It'll come up when it comes up. <laughs> uh, lots of comments from people that are glad to have you back here, Luke. Um, uh, I, I, mi- I missed it. I missed yeah. it. 
Uh, beware the D asks, uh, what is one aspect of Lucas Johnson's game that could improve? Seems like he keeps the ball or made a couple wrong reads on some read option plays. He's been incredible. And uh, recognizing that's a little bit of a nitpicky comment. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's a fair one. Yeah. I think the guy's a competitor. Yeah. And when he's out there, he's not thinking. Sure. Like, oh, I need to, I need to pitch. I need to pitch. I think he's, he, you know, I, and you need that in your quarterback. But I think that's something coaches have to be conscientious of. Yeah. If he's out there, he might keep the ball more than you want him to. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, I rewatched part of the game and. Marty Mordorwig is doing the color commentator yeah. commentary, and I think he's actually pretty good. But on, I think it was the fourth down they went for in the second half, where he kept it and got tackled three yards deep. Yeah, he handed it off. I think Xavier had a first down, and Marty was saying, "Oh, he's got to hand it there. The guy's square. He's got to hand it. If he's turned, you keep it. But if he's not, and so they're kind of breaking it down. It's like there's clearly mm. there's clearly some work that the coaches can do on sure. on the read there." I love Marty because he sounds like a WWE announcer <laughs> doing football. Everything is exciting. <laughs> I had three yards on that play. Oh, great. <laughs> and I'm not saying anything about what he knows. He's oh, forgot no, more I, about football I, I, I than I know. It. I enjoyed it. But he just is like a WWE announcer, oh, yeah. man. He's like crazy. He is crazy. <laughs> Uh, Grizz guy, you want to get us some drops? We talked about this before we were recording. I will shoot you a note, buddy. We're, we'll try to figure something out. Um, the challenges is like we, as we were talking about, like before we were recording, is like we don't take ourselves too seriously with the yeah. pod, right? And so, like adding a serious aspect just feels different. I don't know, <laughs> but we'll figure something out. I'll get at you, buddy. Okay, uh, putter. Do you feel this year is similar to last year? Defense is outstanding and the offense is very good. Um, in my opinion, I think it means the offense is much, much better than last year. My concern is if Johnson goes down like Humphrey did last year, will this team perform the same? Defense can only stop people for so long if the offense can't make first downs or get points. So are we, you know, a QB, law, uh, QB injury away from repeating last year? You know, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and frankly, it's – I don't understand why we're not seeing Britt more garbage time. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's just – you know, they know way more than we do, and maybe it's clear that Brown is number two and Britt's number three. And I understand that Brown came in and won some games for us last year. Like, I'm a defender. Like, I don't – I'm comfortable with him being our backup QB. He looked fine against Portland, too. Um. But it is a very different offense. Yeah. And that's what worries me. It's not that I don't think that they could game plan from the start for Brown to win a game. It's coming off the bench in a competitive situation. I worry that it's a different game plan. And it's one that a guy like Britt, who's more athletic, could do. But yeah. Brown ran. I mean, he, he, he had some rushes. <laughs> yeah, like he, he, he actually put, the, put his forearm into someone and knocked him out. It was great. After getting hit out of bounds. Yeah. Took like, that guy right the, took him right into the pounds. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't understand why we're not trying to get Britt some more reps. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. The staff clearly thinks Brown's the backup, yeah. right? And yeah, absolutely. Needs, needs and the they know better than I do. Yeah. So we, we learned that last year. <laughs> I uh, I just think that I'm I'm hopeful. I guess I don't think I'm hopeful. 
that like when you I think when you acquire a skill, like sometimes there's these like aha moments where you like yeah. level up and I'm I'm hopeful Brown is super duper duper close. And the coaches see it and that's why they're giving him, you know, reps. That's why he's the number two. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, he's got he's got so much. He just is missing this one little piece and uh that that's my hope. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm an optimist here, but make no mistake about it, like we are a different team without Lucas Johnson. Absolutely. And, and last year, we were, and I think a very convincing argument, the third best team in the country last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're better this year with Lucas Johnson, and JMU's not around. Right. So, you know, the, the sky's the limit, and I think that's why I get so nervous. To, even Mike, you'll remember this. In the West Wing... Um, <laughs> You're right, I will. Yeah. Uh, do you remember they didn't want to talk about the word recession, so they called it bagel? You remember that? And they're like, we can't say that the, the R word in here, so we're going to say if there is a bagel, right? Like, I almost don't want to talk about a Lucas Johnson injury. I want to come up with a different name bagel. about it because it'll, it'll drastically change the trajectory of this team. So it's no more. No more. We need to come up with a different term. You know. One thing that uh, Chris Brown would have this year is potential. I mean, we've got a more experienced group running the ball. Um, yeah, it helps. It helps. Uh, we're seeing even better execution on special teams. We have more depth on defense. That even in games where the reliance on defensive depth to keep you fresh, um, there's just it's even better this year. So, you know, yeah, is it? I think for most all cases, except for maybe Montana State, where all your quarterbacks are essentially running backs, you know, losing um, losing your starting QB is going to change your team anyways. Yeah, and that's but, really good uh, But so, you know, is this something that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I, I do feel like Chris Brown could definitely win us games. But I agree with your point, though, Mike. Like, it's tie game, fourth quarter. We're at Weaver State. And we need Chris Brown to go win a game built based on the game plan that Grizz built coming in. Can he do it? I, I mean, I hope we don't have to find out, but I don't have the greatest confidence in it just talking about it. But yeah, we, we just have to see. Yeah. Uh, okay. Empty Grizz rule. Are you 100% sold that if this team is truly one that can be at very least a three-point underdog at Frisco against NDSU? Um, do, oh, Okay. Reading, reading a little more context of, of his question here. Um, basically, do you feel that this is a team that would be a competitive team with North Dakota State to win the, to play for the national championship? I definitely think this team could be competitive with North Dakota State. I still think until somebody proves that they can even hang with North Dakota State that I'm going to go into every game that – Anybody in North Dakota State plays thinking yeah. North Dakota State's going to win by a couple touchdowns. Yeah. So nothing that can happen this year is going to make me think that the Grizz would be the favorite over North Dakota State in a game. Yeah. Okay. Do I think that they could beat them? Sure. Sure. And I hope they do. But I mean, like, yeah. I, there's n- the only thing that's going to make us ever feel that way is actually doing it. Right. And that's true for a lot of teams. And NDSU runs the ball better than anyone. Yeah. Um, and. 
that's the one thing about our defense that kind of makes me a little nervous. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, but I, I like our shot. We have a long freaking road to that point. Um, you know, we can't even overlook guys in our own conference. But yep. if if we get there, uh, NDSU will be favored. They've earned that. Yeah, I'd say, you know, obviously goal one, win the conference, get a seed, and then make sure your seed is on the other side of the bracket than North Dakota State. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know if there's not much you could do to it make sure. It feels like they would put us on opposite sides if we're both high seeds because that would be a very good or regionalization. Come on, Mike. But regionalization, you know. This. Thanks, Mike. Okay. Double technical difficulties. Batteries <laughs> die on the recorder. Caught it. We talked for about 10 minutes. So we were closing on the point with NDSU. Yeah. So, I mean, the wrap up on NDSU is do I think we could beat them? Absolutely. Is anybody favored against them? I don't believe so until they prove that they can do it. Bingo. Yeah. Okay. Rats of Butte. Fourth and short, late in the game against a good defense. What play are you running with our offense? Do you have the do we do we, the Grizz, have the ability to run right at someone and pick up the yards? Or is our best bet RPO? Well, I think our best bet is RPO because I think it's some of the best parts of our offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, I do believe that we could run at someone and get it. I agree. I just and like I said on the previous recording, I kind of feel like I'm just repeating myself now, but <laughs> no one heard that before except you two guys. Um, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of those short to gain, and you're in the shotgun. Uh, the RPO tends to make more sense out of it, yeah. uh, just because you're running back. Well, in that situation with the RPO, like you've got more in front of you, more options. Uh, but we've talked about it too. Johnson is morning. We talked about in the broadcast. Like he's made a couple of errors on it as well too. Yeah, he's, he's also made a lot of great plays yeah. on it as well. So, he calls yeah. his name more than he should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, then the last one, basically, uh, Grizzly Ordigger was asking if Idaho kind of seems like it could be a trap game. Uh, the bye week seems like a perfect placement. What do we think? I think the bye is perfect. I don't think Idaho is going to be a trap game. I mean, that's a home game coming out of a bye week. They have a new coach. You know, Hauk's going to want to show the new coach who's boss. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't see Idaho being a trap game. No, no. Um, you, you know, the, the bye week... If I could pick it up and move it, I would put it between Sack and Weaver. It'd be nice to have a break between those two games. Um, the one that seems like it could be a funky little trap game might be that Cal Poly game sandwiched between Eastern and Cats. But yeah. it's at home. It's a night game. I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah, and know. You've, you've mentioned it, but but their QB went to high school with Fonts and, and X. Yes. So I just I don't feel like that sort of game – is going to be a trap game in Missoula. Well, that's like, you look at these games down the road, even the ones that are maybe not the greatest matchup on paper, there's motivation for them beyond just getting a win, right? Bobby wants to show the Idaho coach who's boss. You've got Xavier and Aaron's QB coming, and Bo Baldwin and Bobby have had some prior history as well too, right? Yeah. So, and Bobby has not beat Sac State. Bobby and Coach Hill... I don't think really like each other very much. That's a grudge match for sure. Um, Coach Best and Coach Hauk, I'm pretty sure, don't really think too highly of each other either. And then you finish with the Cats, you know. So each one of these games, like, it feels like there's extra emphasis. Like this Idaho State game, I don't know. I was just, like, going to beat them. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I see a trap, but if I could have anyone that maybe catches us a little flat-footed, if I guess, if I took a guess, I bet. Cal Poly. Not Cal, saying they'd lose. You think Cal Poly. Just maybe something where it's like 
a low scoring closer game at half you know mm-hmm. and it's, it's nine o'clock at night and it's friggin 20 <laughs> degrees out and we're chugging beers like what the fuck and then, <laughs> then, then we beat him by 30 anyways so yeah that is egress all right let's go to twitter um josh sampson first of all apologizes to me as he should for calling me out for brint's (laughs) nonsense about portland state being a good team i didn't um i did not say they're a good team you can't rewrite history i said i thought they were about you can't rewrite history it's not rewriting history yeah and go back and listen to the pod where we talked about south dakota as a good team and you said portland state was better as 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 the pod account said last night, <laughs> own your shit, Wahlberg. All right. <clears throat> Back on track. Okay. So uh, Mr. Sampson's question is, is Johnson the best player in the country? 14 total touchdowns on what looks like a fun offense that's going to continue to put up points. I don't think so. I feel like people get caught up in this hyperbole, and I think four games in at the FCS level isn't enough really for us to say that about him or not. Um that being said, I think when it's all said and done in this offense at the end of the year, if he can stay healthy, he could be in the Walter Payton conversation. Yeah. So he could be, but I'm not ready to give it to him now. There's some good players. Like the, the Incarnate Word QB is pretty good. Yeah. You know, they, they got beat by Southeastern Louisiana. Southeastern Louisiana. So like, I'm imagining a scenario where he has like – 30-plus passing touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns. And, like, less than 10 to 8 you total know, turnovers. You, you know what's crazy is both of those seem plausible. He's got four rushing touchdowns right now. Yeah. Might be hard to get to 10, but it doesn't feel like out of the realm of no. conversation. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see him getting 20 more touchdowns. And, like, if we're the number two ranked team, like, if we're, like undefeated or one loss and stuff like you're like damn who's this guy well i mean the best players on the best teams always win the awards right um if if montana wins the conference he's going to win offensive player of the year going along the assumption of that he continues what he's doing and we win and he does the numbers we're talking about yeah because the only other qb really putting up stats similar is the eastern qb but, and if, yeah. and if Eastern finishes at yeah. 500, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah. well, <laughs> well, this conference. Who knows? They might. He could, he could, yeah, he could be second team conference quarterback and then finish third in the Walter Payton or something. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, Johnson is one of the more exciting all around QBs that we've had. I, I don't know if he's the best player in the country. I, I think I, under influence of some some beer and some bourbon last night, might have said it on Twitter. So <laughs> whatever. Fair enough. All right. Uh, the Grizzden on Twitter says a few people are jumping on the train to Frisco. Where does the GFP crew stand on this? He says we remain optimistic on the idea. So I assume the we is the Grizzden. They all remain optimistic. He also cool. points out the Versus app, which is kind of cool if people haven't played with it. Which is all algorithms and they predict predict winners and whatever. And they actually say that, as of right now, Montana would be favored to win by a point, 52%, 48 Wow. Makes me think that it's not very good. I, I um, just think, like, we, have, we cannot look this far down. I agree. Way too early. And, I mean, I'm not even comfortable looking past 
some teams in our conference that yeah. aren't named MSU, but yeah. we have to go to MSU. Uh-huh. And if we don't, then we're probably on the same side of the bracket as NDSU, yep. right? So like it's it's really easy to imagine us in Frisco against NDSU, but I'm just not going to let myself do it yet. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think we beat four teams that we're supposed to beat. So, great, good. We're doing all the things we're supposed to do. Keep going. Let's revisit this after week eight. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I think we have reason to be excited that we're going to have a good season, but Absolutely. you got to do it. Yeah. So. All right. Um, Bridger says South Dakota was beating NDSU at the half, but ultimately fell by 17. The same differential that the Grizz won by. Comparing the South Dakota games, I'd take the Grizz's performance. Are we now better than North Dakota State? <laughs> he said, LOL, I can barely keep a straight face typing that, but seriously. Yeah, um, yeah hell yeah, we are. I have never been a big fan of transitional properties. Is that what they call this? Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, yep. Yeah. Didn't you just say that I said South Dakota was a good team and then. You, you, no, you that, that is an entirely different argument. concept. Oh, okay, no. Yeah, all right. No. You said South Dakota was a good team when we did the pod for South Dakota, and then this week you said Portland State was better. Yeah. Entirely different than Transitions Properties. Oh, okay. But you were saying that I was saying that Portland State was a good team. That's basically what you said. By You said they were better than South saying... Dakota, and you said on the pod that South Dakota was a good team. Own your shit, Wahlberg. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Um, no, we are not better than North Dakota State. Nobody will convince me we are better than North Dakota State until we can beat them on the field. Yeah. And our and our playoff history against North Dakota State last few times, not great. Not great. No, not at all. So, I mean, I just, it's it's one of those things where until somebody beats them, they are what they are, in my opinion. And I don't care if every prognosticator in the world put us as the favorite in a game like that. I am not going to feel that way. <laughs> Agreed. Good point. Yep. All right. Um, Adam Clinch wants to know, should the top 25 polls be released before, say, week six? Um, I get what they're getting at because people, like if you're early season number one, it's you don't usually fall. And then like teams that do well don't really rise. So mm-hmm. there's this argument that, well, we shouldn't release them all. But I mean, this is football and it's a game so i think it's fun to have stuff to talk about um he also said did anybody else understand the amount of rpos we ran late in the third into the fourth where lucas kept it and took unnecessary hits well, we agree he says yeah, at that point i'd rather just designate a run for a running back or pass to keep him safe adam i i am on your train of thought here for sure i think we've kind of touched on it yeah absolutely <sighs> um one person said this offense effing sucks to watch, so I don't really understand that. What? I mean, maybe it's not completely consistent. I don't know. I don't, I've been having fun at the game so far. Like The thing we've talked about is you never feel with this offense like that they don't have the ability to respond, and you definitely felt like that last year. Yeah. Who said it's not fun to watch? I think Lucas Johnson's ability to throw the ball is, you know, makes us a quick strike Gives us quick strike oh. ability. Okay. Yeah. Now I see who said it. Okay. Cool. All right. Southwest AK Grizz says now that Robbie has set the new Montana record for tackles, cracked the four hundred mark. What are the odds that he cracks the Big Sky career record of four hundred and seventy-one? 
Um, friend of the pod and former player Luke Rounds thinks that there's a good chance he will break it. That's only 71 more tackles. We have how many more home games? <laughs> Why are you just counting home games? Or, I mean, how many more <laughs> games total? Sorry. We have three games left at home and yeah, four games left on the road. So he's got a, he would only have to average 10 a regular season game well, to basically get, get there. Let's say you get two or three playoff games. There's a possibility. I, I don't... Th- I mean, I think we're going to get... Well, we're, we might get a bye. You know, like, which hurts him. But seven seven games, we probably get eight, nine games. Oof, that's going to be tough. That's gonna He's going to have to be a dog out there. This year, too, like, he's... I think he's averaging more like seven or eight tackles a game instead of like 10 to 12. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He could do it, I though. Could say, I could totally it's, see it. It's on the watch list. I was going to say, I, I mean, watch. You'll, I could see it. He'll come out like that Weber game and he'll walk away from that game with like 18 tackles or something, you know, and then all of a sudden he's right about it. Um, what's interesting is when I brought up Huntsberger with 466, nobody seemed to think that that wasn't doable. And this is only five more tackles. And we're all kind of like, ah, maybe. maybe. I think he'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to take like a 14-tackle game next week, and you're going to change your attitude. I know why you're asking about home <laughs> games now, Mike. <laughs> Luke has caught up to the yeah. situation. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, that's my computer. <laughs> oh, I was trying to research something for an upcoming question, and it just like... Uh, so I'm started I just playing fired music. Up an ad. That was, was like, crazy. Whoa! Oh, I, I had the sound up because we were checking the sound for the where we were on the on the recording. Right, 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 right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was good. No, I'm good. Yeah, um, <laughs> Curtis Wallace says, "Should the rest of Big Side Conference be worried now that Northern Colorado has won two games in a row?" <laughs> be scared. <laughs> if you listen to them, sure. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Monty is my hero. Was Saturday the beginning of the end of Barney Ball? Yeah. Seems like PSU invested all they could in the game, charter, bye week, extra prep in summer and spring, and they weren't close to competitive. At some point, Barney may simply conclude he's got an impossible task. Uh, he says, as a follow-up, Coach Barnum has done a remarkable job simply keeping Vikes football alive. He should be commended for his work. That part's probably true because they were like on the borderline of going away, and then yeah. they had that season. And then he got a long contract. Yeah, that's what I was researching. But they haven't was... been able to buy him out. But I think this is the last year of his so, contract, isn't it? I couldn't find about his new extension. So in 2015, they beat like Washington State. And he got a five-year contract through 2020. <laughs> I can't find any other article or information. Quick search. and websites that pop up ads right away. Um, that suggests where he's at. And so, <laughs> and, and this is a rapid Bruce Barnum comma contract type search on google so uh, i'm i would imagine a state like oregon you can probably find his contract a little easy but uh this could be something his you know 2021 when he was buying fans beers there's a lot of articles about he's a fan favorite he's an administration favorite stuff like that so it depends on what they want to be you know because northern colorado kept Ernest calling collins way more seasons than we thought they yeah. should because it was like Kids were graduating Kids at some graduate, level. Good and, guy, no problems. Yeah. Yep, yep. And it's like Portland State doesn't have the money to be a competitive D1 football program. It's just the truth. Yeah. And so on some level, do you just keep the guy 
what you're comfortable with. But you could see him also kind of saying, like, why is this, like, is this fun? I'd rather go be an analyst at Montana while yeah. my son's on the team. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. I, you know, so the obviously the guess would be if he had a three-year contract, this would be his, you know, through 20s, 20s. So this, he'd have one more to go if he had a two-year. If they gave him another five-year, but it'd be hard to imagine that without a lot of front-end success to show. So who knows? Who knows? Um, Kelly Patrick Harris says, as of right now, what percentage chance do you give the Grizz of making it to Frisco? I'd say 10 to 15. Ooh, yeah. I mean... I, we can't be overconfident, and you know there's going to be some good teams out there, and we haven't even made it to the semifinals in over a decade. Yeah. So let's. I don't want to. I'm about to say something really depressing. I would say, what is to answer that question? What's the probability that Grizz has a quarter have a has a quarterback that makes it through the season without getting injured? Because it hasn't happened to us oh. for a very long time. That's terrifying. It's true. Yeah. I mean, last time it happened was both 09 and 08. Yeah. Right? Yep. I mean, it's going to be important to stay, keep that kid healthy. Big yep. time. Could be the make or break. Yep. I, but a two seed or a three seed <laughs> um, ensures you're playing a lot of games at home. And that's a, <clears throat> that is an undefeated or a, properly timed one loss season um so that's what's in front of you and then it's like you know if everyone's got to come to washington grizzly stadium <laughs> it's gonna be damn tough to to keep us out of frisco i think absolutely yeah that's how important it is yeah. all right uh amy joiner wants to know how many of our athletes have track or wrestling backgrounds as well i don't know the answer to that i know a lot of them have I track? I think there's a lot of track. I don't yeah. know so much about wrestling. The kid there's from the kid they signed from Nebraska, uh, yeah. was a freshman Garrett this year. Houston. No, Garrett something. Yeah, yeah. He has a wrestling background. I don't know so much on the wrestling front. I'm sure that there's going to be some random followers who are going to kind of let us know some of these small town Montana boys are, which is great. But I don't Man. actually know that track. I know. I'd wonder if we had more kids that had more basketball background in high school than wrestling. Or maybe by position, right? Yeah. Probably have receivers that played a lot of basketball. Or maybe you had... It's a good question for... Defensive um, ends that um, did a lot of wrestling. <laughs> Riley the next time he's on. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, that'd be good. Remember yeah, to ask that yeah. the next time he's on. Um, do these pain, pants make me look snagged? <laughs> do, they, do they need to win out, be undefeated to get a seed that will ensure home games throughout the playoffs? I think yes. I think to, to get one of the top two seeds, I think we have to win out. Yeah, because I, I would agree. We, as a one-loss team, don't have the same schedule strength, in my opinion, as a one-loss North Dakota State or South Dakota State who have losses to FBS teams. Yeah, because, I mean, even if you play the scenario out of, let's say you lose the SAC road game and then you win out, unless if SAC completely just falls to pieces, they're going to be up over you. Yep. By the head to head, virtue of head to head, um, yeah, I don't know. Probably gotta win out. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Jonathan Claxton says, please tell me the Grizz are going to win by more than the last second field goal in Pocatello. <laughs> I won't believe you, though. Oh They're going to win by more than the last second yes, field goal in Pocatello. Yes, they better. <laughs> or all these questions about percentage odds for Frisco, the answer will be zero. 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 <laughs> um, uh, hey, Cal- we, hey, we went to the national title game with the last second field goal against Idaho State. Uh, in Idaho State. Right, so you're telling right. me there's a chance. chance. <laughs> right, Kyle Dyer wants to know, Junior Bergen is a straight-up elite athlete. Is Windermere Real Estate ready for an NIL house deal to keep him around for all four years? I mean, you are the official real estate company of Disney sure Athletics. But I'll, you know what? It's we'll just, just like your fraternity time, buying friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you even came tonight. I'm just... You, I, I should have called in sick. This is brutal. This is bad. Sorry. This is um, bad. <laughs> well, we wouldn't have had a recording if I wasn't here because... Would have hit some wrong buttons. But. It's probably true. Oh, see, now he's getting Here cranky. Go. Here he we wants go. to take a shot at me. Because <laughs> he misses one pod and I screwed up the recording. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a pod that week. You all remember. Yeah, Coulter was great in it. Um, <laughs> it was a four-hour marathon. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah, we got we to gotta do what we can do to keep Junior here, I guess, right? Yeah. So, and apparently it's just on me. I mean, Grizz Nation looks to me. They don't yeah. look to anyone else. Yeah. They look to me. Just Brid. God, he's laying it on thick. <laughs> Good work, Brent. Good work. Hey, thanks, Mike. <laughs> How's it feel to no longer be the realtor of the year? I still am. It's still the year. Kind of. <laughs> Have you guys found out who the next one is? Yeah, yeah. they awarded it last week. Yeah. It's not Brent. Because I I, I announced it. I, I, I handed the... The torch. You, you got to pass it down. But you're yeah. now in the club. I'm in the club. Did it, did it come with a green jacket? I forget. No, no jackets. A lot of multiple awards. And one's blue and gold. It doesn't look very pretty. But the one that came from the National Association looks nice. The one from the State Association is a little eh. So. All right. Joe McCaffrey wants to know, well, I guess more <laughs> comment than a question. But fans who don't know or don't care when to stand up and walk in front of people are hurting the Wagra's game day experience. <laughs> Maybe I remember wrong, but did there used to be ushers that helped people not wander in front of others during a play? Yeah. It says, and maybe I'm overstating it, but I'm pretty sure there's a special place in hell for people who sit through an entire TV timeout and then start to make their way to the <laughs> stairs as soon as the ball is snapped. Joe McCaffrey, you are spot on. He's absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I don't think that there used to be ushers that did that to that level, but it drives me nuts. They, there used to be people that would prevent you from walking down the middle of the stairs, mm-hmm. like in the middle of a play. In the middle of a play. But now, I mean, they've got one person working three sections instead of yeah. one <laughs> person. quite aisle, have it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but that is... It, 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 that's annoying. Like, I wish people right. would wait for timeouts to get up. People just stream in front of you. And then they're like, they, they're standing there trying to get into their seat while they're blocking the plays. And I mean, I sit in the front row, so this really isn't a problem for me. But I would also, and, you know, we completely agree with you here. I am lucky to be a fan of a team that has this problem. Yeah. Great point, Luke. <laughs> like, wait, wait, we, have, we have a lot of people yeah, in that state. to bring us back. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like a good courtesy, like, I, I mean, so I, we, we took, I had my youngest with me and my son was with my wife sitting a couple uh, seats over. Uh, and of course, like any 10 year old that's not paying the most amount of attention to the game right in the middle of the second quarter desperately needs water, yeah. you know, so um, had to time it out. 
um, wait for a change of possession, go upstairs, go up, stand in line for friggin' 15 minutes to buy a bottle of water, which is great because the concession stands are so, you know, apparently middle second quarter is when everyone needs to get food. Um, is your dog throwing up on the floor right now or something? Or? He's just licking his paws. <laughs> Stop it. Hot dog. Old man. He's just got this look that says, I'm 11 and a half uh, years yeah, old. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, had, I am going to do what I want to do. Um, but yeah, then like walking back down the steps, like if a play was going off, and like find a bench and sit on it. Like just get out of people's way. I don't know. Point totally missed. Pod dog stole the show. All right, what's next? Taylor Kallenberg wants Luke to know that he's his father, so that's good. No wonder I'm so handsome. I know. Uh, Taylor's a handsome. Speaking man. of though, he's got a he's got a Star Wars uh, gif here. But um, did you see that from now on, James Earl Jones, who's been voicing um, Darth, Darth Vader, Vader in all of these across all the franchises, they're going to use AI. And previous clips yeah. to do Darth Vader moving forward. And he's 91 years old and he's signed off on it. He's, it's That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what I feel about this. I, it's interesting. I don't know what I feel about this. Are they going to cut his, like his some family is, trust to check for using his voice? I'm probably. sure they are. I mean, I'm he sure. He probably has an NIL for his voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it was an agreement. Then I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Interesting. But some of, But some of Star Wars, they've been using voice actors for... Um, different voices for known characters, but James Earl Jones has an incredibly unique voice. Yeah, it's so. hard to fake it. Yeah, and so I clicked on it because I saw the headline and it's like being replaced with a familiar voice, and I'm thinking, like, who on earth could? <laughs> Sounds like James Earl Jones. Yeah. All right, all right. Four hundred six Grizz. Um, on character turn, why don't we have Flowers back by himself? I don't see the point on having two back there. We kind of talked about this. I think they're trying. They're hoping that. For teams that don't have a guy that can get it all the way to the end zone, that they'll kick it away from Flowers and Bergen will be there. Like they're trying to put extra pressure on teams to try and get Flowers the ball. Yeah. Not, you, not working so far. But. Yeah. Do you think if you just had Flowers sitting in the dead center of the field too, you just angle? So if, so if he's got to run 15 yards laterally to catch a, to catch a kick, like you're, you've got some momentum challenges as well too? Yeah. All right, uh, Noah Brandemil says, "What was the best and worst our special team? Was this the best and worst our special teams have played all year? <laughs> kind of. All I year, mean, all year, yeah. This year, yeah. for sure. Like they, you know, that miscue that gave them the ball for a short touchdown to start the game. That hard to say that that's not a <laughs> worst all year time yeah, of play. That was a yeah. weird way to start that yeah. game. All right, Silver Tip Nation says." Also, if you guys traveled through a wormhole to an evil universe in which you guys were cat fans, how would you go about ensuring the destruction of said universe so that it could not taint the very fabric of reality with its abhorrence? Luke, this feels like a question for you. Yeah, this is... Can you start again (laughs) with this question? If you guys traveled through a wormhole to an evil universe in which you guys were cat fans... How would you go about ensuring the destruction of said universe mm. so that it could not taint the very fabric of reality with his, its abhorrence? I know. See, Mike and Brent are very business-minded, all right? <laughs> so what Mike and Brent are going to do in this in this other parallel universe is do the do the good work of like starting a tech company. <laughs> 
that um that essentially what's the um the large hadron collider what's that place called i don't know what it's called but i know what you're talking about you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. <laughs> that like you know where the the particle accelerator so mike and brent are gonna be the ceos of a company that creates like a black hole inside that universe by smashing <laughs> particles together to to view the very early stages of the universe and then right as that parallel universe is disintegrating they jump back through the wormhole and i was gonna say we go to school to learn how to do this but we're all profoundly stupid you <laughs> you guys have the business acumen to probably start this company but dis- not figure it out. Hire the right people. But destroys yeah. that universe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I was just thinking we just make sure the three of us go to all the games, especially the road games, because <laughs> yeah. we've never seen them win on the road, the three of us. That's so... It's a lot easier. <laughs> so you're just like, we're going to do this. There's like, a lot more... Just make sure we carpool to all the road games. And they'll never win a road game in their life. <laughs> There's a lot more death in my version. Yours is probably better. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one from Silver Tip. He says, how will Brent try to argue that Idaho oh State God. is the most talented team we've seen at this point in the season? You know, he's right, because Bar- yeah. Bobby's going to make the same argument. So No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll come away from QB Club tomorrow and be like, oh, my God. I was all wrong. Emergency pod. Ask, ask Bobby if the um, return by Robbie is – a special teams touchdown or a defensive touchdown? I want to know. Yeah, that's a good question. I Googled it, and I couldn't really find an answer. Okay. I'm going to be watching remotely tomorrow, I think. Oh. Work-related responsibilities. Although it's easier to get questions in remotely. Just type it into Zoom. Uh, I got one that was sent to me as well, too. Okay. Uh, Donovan asks, uh, with such an easy, easy schedule so far, uh, do we think the team will be able – will essentially be prepared for Sacramento State as their first big test. Play a bunch of cupcakes. Will we, re- will we be ready when we hit the road for them? Yeah, because, I mean, I don't think that all cupcakes are created equal. And I think that, um, you know, I think Idaho will be a good game. And, yeah. I, you know, we'll have played Eastern at that point, won't we have? No. No, they'll be after. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm right, not. I don't I'm not Hang really, on, let me check it. I'm not really concerned about that. I'm not super concerned. I mean, I understand the point, but I think, I mean, we we, we can't we can't like redesign the schedule, right? Um, this is what was handed to us. Uh, the conference schedule's been set for years. Um, I was having this conversation, I think, with someone on Twitter before, like, oh, this out of conference schedule was just so weak, and it was like, if you told us in advance that our out of conference schedule was two Missouri Valley conference teams and the Southland team, it'd be through the roof yeah. about this like every year yes so it's like it's you know they sucked but it's like it is what it is do you guys um, think indiana state or south dakota state do you think they're better than idaho so, wait, i you, think you south mean, dakota you mean south dakota right not south, south dakota south not dakota, south dakota, south dakota. Not south dakota. Uh, <laughs> i did say south i don't dakota state. i don't think indiana state is better than idaho no. but we'll see we'll get a couple more weeks of both of them definitely not indiana state I kind of feel like Idaho is a is a solid mid tier Big Sky team, like which actually makes them a pretty good F yeah CS team in, in other conferences. I feel that it way. could be not, and I don't want to call it a warm up game. I think we're better than them, and we 
should beat them. Yeah. But it'll be like a leveling up of competition when yep. we hit them. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I feel like I maybe mentioned this to like the Idaho guys, but like this Idaho team this year kind of feels like the cat team the first year under Choate. Mm. Whereas like they played hard. They still lost the game. Most of the games they should lose. But they didn't lose them by as much. They won some of the games they should have won. Um, they really seem to be playing for this coach and, and doing what they can uh, with kind of what's been given to them when it comes to their roster. Uh, so it could be on a similar trajectory. I don't think Idaho has our game circled as the chief rivalry game that's the must-win that they're going to rally around. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know what game it would be. I just don't know what the, how their coach like perceives us. I can't believe Idaho's not our protected rival. They should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that analogy, though, Brent. You know, I mean, you know, I, I think they're – well – I don't know. It, will the Idaho game be tougher than the Eastern Washington game in in, uh, in Washington Grizzly? I mean, I would probably say not. no. But... Probably not because the Eastern game, I was looking at this wrong. I thought Polly was before Montana State. Eastern is before Montana State. So we go Weber, Sack Weber, then we play Cal Poly, then we play Eastern. Then we go the Cats. So that's going to be Two pretty emotionally charged we go, games. <laughs> we go Sack, Weber, Weber, host Polly, host Eastern, go to Cats. Go to Cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe revising my trap game thought with Eastern Washington. Although it's so weird, it really, it's does weird it go say, Idaho, Sack, Weber? Is that the correct? Jesus, it's gonna be a big. That's like three like two weeks. real. Physical yeah. games. Yeah. Here we go. There we go. That's, right. I mean, it's, I mean, that, that's, and like circling back to Donna's question, I think that's just, as you look at this, like each week is, well, not this week, but each week after it's going to get a little tougher. There's going to be extra challenges, extra importance, and a, a bigger and better need to be a, a better team each, each weekend. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's going to be the second half of the season. If this Chris team is everything that we've seen so far, I mean, these people saying it's a boring offense or these games are boring, I think they're going to, I don't know. I think we could be watching something pretty special, especially if they just keep going like this. So, I don't know. Don't take it for granted because it's been a long damn time since we've, it's been since 2009 since we've seen the Grizz open 4-0, right? Yeah. So, let's enjoy it. I agree. Yeah. It's going to be fun. All right. Anything else, guys? That's all I got. We're good. All right. If we know you, we'll see you soon. If not, go Grizz. Fight on.